This is the Dear Warren Podcast. So welcome to Dear Warren Podcast, where we do backseat parenting. We share stories, principles, and parables, and lessons, and we attempt to pass them down to my son, Warren. This week, uh, we have a wonderful guest. Please introduce yourself. Amy Whitmire. And what we have going on is she has graciously come on to share her experiences with us. And just before we were starting with, with this podcast, I actually had to hook her up. Um, a lot of people have been commenting on the teas as well, too. Some people, I will, I will message them ahead of time. Hey, would you like some tea? Would ah. you not? So I think one of our previous guests, Keon, he, he was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll have some tea. And he was probably not expecting this as far as throat coat. Uh-huh. A little bit of a plug for it. But yes. I, apparently you say it's yes. the best kind. Yes, it's one of the best. So I think uh, yogi tea and uh, what's the other one? Traditional medicines, which yes, is what we're looking at. Yes, this is traditional medicine. They both make... Um, uh, I think there's called the same traditional medicine might be called throat coat and then mm-hmm. uh, yogi teas is, is throat comfort or something yes. and they're very similar um, recipes and they're both fabulous and you know when we're using our voices as both of us do uh, most of the time I think although I learned more about you today yes Eki, um, I need to keep my my vocal cords hydrated so um, this is a great tea and I brought some my my awesome husband brought us a huge carafe and he's sitting over there with his serving of tea, and we have our own Eki, so I'm very excited about our tea today. Yes, uh, a throwback to one of our previous co- uh, <clears throat> podcasts. If the, if the last name sounds familiar with you, we had Michael Whitmire on previously. He is he is known as the the, the bow hunter, our, our a solitary bow hunter that we have. Uh, uh, if you listen back a couple of podcasts. Number a, nine. A beautiful, a long, uh, deep discussion on bow hunting and uh, going uh, deep into archery, going into the hunt, so... It was, it was, it was sure. awesome. I, it was one of those where I could sit back and just really and find out a lot because you, you hear about bow hunting and you're just like, oh, you know, I've, I've played video games. I've seen it in movies. Mm-hmm. But then to hear just how much actually goes into it. So. Oh, dude, you're not even kidding. And the wife? Really? <laughs> Me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> my role? Um, it's amazing. No, I was very moved by uh, podcast number nine with my yes. husband, Michael Whitmire. I was very impressed with both of your uh, brotherhood and mm-hmm. ability to capture the magic of bow hunting. Um, I think that you also touched on the ashram, which is a big part of how Michael and I met. Really? And, um, yeah, so we could get into okay. possibly some of those things. So I'm Absolutely. very excited to be here, Eki. I want to give a little backstory and say, as I just said a moment ago before, we went live that uh, this thing called brotherhood is really important to me and really touches me because, you know, however you may think this sounds, but, you know, if any dude asked me to be on a podcast at this point in my life, the answer would be no, just... It's just not where I'm doing my work. Mm-hmm. I'm very much focused on the work of women's uh, rising. And so the fact that you did ask me and the fact that you and your beloved wife, Jessica, have been longtime family of my husband's through mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu, my relationship with you and your wife and my husband included in my jiu-jitsu family is everything that has brought me here today. You can also call it your jiu-jitsu family as well, too, because yes. once again, I continue the streak of people who have done jiu-jitsu because you have actually taken a few with yes. a, uh, our, our our previous guest as well too yes. under under Karen Miller Patterson yes. Peterson sorry. yes yes it's yes. such an ongoing 
joke that I do with with Adam that is like stuck with me. I'm sorry. (laughs) The jujitsu family. So let's speak about family. You know, we have our bloodline families and for some of us, you know, myself included, our bloodline families are not always all that we hope them to be. So at my ripe years of 44 years young, everyone, uh, I am very proud to say that I've adopted a, a beautiful jiu-jitsu family through your passions, my husband's passions, your passions, your wife's passions, Karen's passions, and, and all of us awesome jiu-jitsu people. So I'm excited that through marriage and through brotherhood and sisterhood, this brings us together. And I'm mm-hmm. super excited for our podcast because, you know, I do all the talking. Oh, I shouldn't say I do all the talking. I'm a, you know, a leader in my own work. And so to be led today uh, is really, really beautiful. Um, and to bring what I think is so beautiful is the rising women, myself included, with the brotherhood here and bring the magic together because at the end, this is what we need to do. We need to bring it all into balance. Um, so I'm really excited to continue with that. So dear brother Eki, that's how I think of you. And uh, I wouldn't, I want you to take it as the high compl- highest compliment that I wouldn't be here if I didn't feel that. I'm actually semi-speechless right now. I don't know cool. how, how to answer that. Cool. The, the only thing I could is because it, it, it was uh, interesting when you brought up that you usually, you're usually in a, in a position of leadership. Yes. And now you get to play a, a non-leadership uh, role. Yeah. And it, it's something I, I semi-relate to when, um, when when I played in music. I was usually always the one trying to put together a band, always trying to like put things together. Uh-huh. And now in, in, the, in one of the current uh, uh, hobbies that I do, I get to sit back. I just get to be a part of the band. I get to, you know... Just uh, the term is layout, meaning I don't have to be at the forefront and play as much. I can actually just sit back and, you know, just chill, let everyone else kind of take the spotlight. Mm-hmm. So how are you? It, is this something new to you as far as doing that, as far as not having to? All right. Responsibility mm-hmm. in charge. Mm-hmm. Not new and a beautiful mm-hmm. welcome on a Sunday afternoon. Yes. Because um, what's wild about my energy right now is that I've led four women's empowerment circles mm-hmm. over the last 48 hours, which is a huge amount of circling. Um, just by circumstance, I ended up uh, doing so. And so I have, if there's such a thing, a kind of four circle post you know, dare I say the word hangover, because I can't figure out another word to say, but it's kind of like I'm in this post leading four very intense uh, circles um, for women all over the world, both in person and virtually. And so I'm happy to be in a more receptive place today and in a more guided place today versus leading versus sort of putting the energy out there. And that's a lot of why I have the altar in front of us today is that this allows me to just soften and be held. I don't have to I don't have to muscle it. There is an actual <laughs> physical altar in front of us. If you could explain mm-hmm. uh, to, to the audience what we have here, we do have a series of, and I don't want to uh, use Go the in, incorrect terms, uh, <laughs> but there is a candle here, which, uh, what was it called? Well, we have a center, center candle, right? Yes. So we're, we're just calling in uh, through the power of the fire, the power of the flame and the invocation that I have brought in silently, unbeknownst mm-hmm. to you. <laughs> And then I bring in for uh, balance the four elements and the four directions. So we are made up of the same mm-hmm. elemental compositions of all of Mama Gaia, all of Mother Earth, and all of existence. So while we look the way we look, we're all made of the same. And so for me today, because I'm 
quite honestly, really tired after leading four circles. And, you know, I'm so excited to be here on a Sunday and I want to be held. I want to be supported. So we have the earth element with all the corresponding crystals and the like for the uh, direction of the north. So we call in the, the elements of earth and the uh, in the four native directions, the uh, more earth, ancient earth based practices of the north. Mm-hmm. Uh, we moved to the south, the element of fire, and that was what is, you know, the, again, corresponding stones. Um, to, the, to the east, I'm out of order, but that's okay. To the east of air, generally, I can back up. East is air, new beginnings. We moved to the south of fire, element of transformation. To the west of waters, the waters of emotions and uh, sort of otherworldly connections. We'll keep it simple for today. Mm-hmm. And to the north, the element of earth, that of Mamagaya, that of all that holds all of the elements. So we we chatted a little bit about this earlier, and I just said, "Hey, Eki, I just need this for me, you know." Yes. But you can play, and so I said to you, "Oh, I brought one for you. I thought you would like it." Since There's I one s- in the east for me. Yes, you since I saw you last at our Halloween party, that mm-hmm. you were walking around with a saber, and I thought of you with this, and this is a really, really special stone. And you said, "Well, what do I do with it?" I said, yes. "Just hold it." And you said, "But, but." I, I need to fidget. I need my hands. I said, this is like a, a, a an ancient fidget tool. And so I can't be is without... Is this the original fidget spinner? It's it's the original spinner. Fidget spinner. spinner. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> yes, yes. And that, that is natural selenite. And it comes out of the earth exactly like that. And if you okay. keep sort of playing with it and fidgeting mm-hmm. and loving it up, it might speak to you. It might connect to you. And it might support some of the work we're doing Well, today. you're speaking to me right now. When, yes. when you normally wouldn't, um, as, right, as you said I in the beginning. So... I think this is already doing its job very well. Although I would have wanted a red crystal, especially since I was Darth Maul for Halloween. Would you like this one? Oh, no, no, this is fine. I wanted to, I wanted to get the, the original one that you that, that you gave I me. I just, I thought, you know, I was digging. I had, you know, at home in my home studio where I led these circles, I had all my, my, my sacred healing tools. And so as I was getting mm-hmm. ready this morning, I was laughing because my part of my um, intro was lover of all things soup. Yes. So I grabbed this big bowl as if it's like this big soup bowl. And I kept putting in my goodies to bring here. Michael's like, what's up with the bowl? And I was like, it's my, well, what's in here is what was make smoke and set off your mm-hmm. fire, fire alarm. But I have um, Palo Santo and white sage that would have been part of our ritual if you would trust that we wouldn't set your thing off. But I think it will. Have you Setting ever smelled the, the, the this? smoke smell alarm. Let's see. Hold on. That's white sage. Smelling it. It's really. I've smelled sage before. Yeah, yeah. White, white sage, desert sage, and so these all smudgeables, burnables are for healing, for protection, mm-hmm. for cleansing, for um, calling in our ancestors, and on and on. And so these are all items that I use um, very, very uh, deeply. And this is actually um, red tail hawk feather that uh, Michael found on one of our many outings. So when we use burnables, smudgeables, we use mm-hmm. feather to you know, uh, bring the smoke, sacred smoke for cleansing. And so mm-hmm. I thought today it would be fun to use one that, uh, well, I think all of our feathers are actually found by Michael and I, to be honest, but I plucked this one out of my collection. If you want to touch it, it's pretty fabulous. If you want to start it up, if you want to, as you said, <laughs> now you're getting do, excited. Do, do, do the, uh, what, what did you call it? Not burnable? It's, smoke? it's smudging. It's smudging. smudging. But we would have to, we would have to disengage your smoke alarm. Oh, it, it's it's that intense. Well, I don't know. It's got it's smoke. It's it, smoke. It, 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 it and is it smoke. smells and, fabulous. And, and it is actually, uh, you know, I do a podcast. I have a dining room, and we have a smoke detector right here in the dining yeah. room. So. I mean, unless you told me it was simple as me grabbing it and turning it off. No, there's actually oh, one all right. uh, so above us as well too. So we can't be so crazy. Too. It would totally go off. 
It is purposely smoked. You're, it's not you're, just... you're talking to the guy that at all gatherings, when we have a fire pit, I'm the one staring at the fire pit like, that needs to be bigger as far you as the see? fire. Yeah, I love you're it. You're touching in on your mm-hmm. inner fire child here. So fire these are child? Fire, so these are all fire stones. So. It's not pyro... pyro- <laughs> well, you know, if you want to call it that, but, yes. you know. No, and, no. of course, we have music <clears throat> here, too, and here. So that was another... Ooh, what, was, what was this again? So so I don't know if I can get the mic to pick this up. Should I I'm, try? I'm sure... Well, I'll, I'll turn mine towards it. Here we go. Go ahead. Well, should I put this towards my mic or your mic? Okay. You can do it. Yeah, there you go. So this is a, a Nepalese um, healing bowl for the heart chakra, and it's made out of the seven sacred metals. This is hand honed and uh, very, very powerful. So from where I sit, let's see if I can get it to go. I right here, Warren. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get it to buzz a little more. can play it Eki. <laughs> and you're saying this is this was more I, I think I was asking too this was more of a like a like an eastern uh, yes uh, what is I think I asked uh, basically out of India mm-hmm. but then you mm-hmm. expanded mm-hmm. further mm-hmm. which one mm-hmm. which countries so this particular bowl was made in Nepal <laughs> And uh, made in Nepal, if you heard that over your <laughs> throat. Um, my tinctures over here were, uh, these are Tibetan. And, um, but, but, but here's the thing, you know, shy of any specifics, the um, more original earth-based practices are mm-hmm. the ones that I resonate with. So some of what has been happening over here could seem um, kind of Western native, but then some of these are Eastern native. But now, now what d- distinguishes between a Western native uh, versus Eastern? It's like where the people were on the planet at the time when these practices were coming in. But to understand pre-religion, you know, deep, deep earth-based practices once mm-hmm. upon a time, which is what we're trying to re- reclaim here at our current time on earth, is to get back into our symbiotic relationship with Mama Gaia, with Mother mm-hmm. Earth and each other. So in our own understandings of how we all populated and became and where we traveled around our, our planet um, would, would touch on some traditions and some time, right? So these bowls, but there are plenty of traditions that go east and west that are all really the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so I find a lot of comfort. Um, did I ever tell you the funny story? I was bur- born in Alaska. Did I tell you this story? No. <laughs> so <laughs> go on. I, um, I think that I kind of came into this form with a pretty interesting attunement. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents um, had fertility issues and could not conceive. Uh, my brother was adopted. And three years later um, in Alaska... It was quite a miracle under the lights of the Aurora Borealis that uh, a couple that was termed uh, incapable of conceiving Mm. conceived the wild child you're looking at right now. (laughs) And so um, I came into this life uh, with a pretty strong attunement to all things ancient, all things earth-based, and all things kind of celestial-based. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, when I laugh about, hey, Eki, I'm only here because of our brotherhood, otherwise forget about it, because, mm. you know, in so many words, you know, I've been seen as the the local, you know, uh, freak show and on a lot of levels of like, you know, just always being such a weirdo. So I'm kind of like, the last thing I want to do is get on a podcast and be like the local weirdo. You, you, you know, to, to, to those that like that, that even think that, I, I mean, I would... To, at, at this point, just basically be like an F you to, to them mm-hmm. at, at, just because of, we'll, we'll get into it later, but it's just the, the, the matter of like, 
being uh, of of acceptance that that can go on in in the world to to even throw ah, lost for words right yeah, now. Yeah. I will find them later on. Please go on. <laughs> You'll let me know. Yeah. So again, um, I'll say this again. I'm I'm really excited today to be with you and and this concept of um, not only the work that I do that I've been devoted to for I've been professionally working with women for 20 years, but I'm 44 and I've been doing this as a girl. I remember mm-hmm. being the freaky girl, gathering women and doing this powerful work of healing, mm-hmm. of rising, of being empowered, of turning this world around, of reclaiming what is effing ours. Excuse me, I'm getting a little righteous. Oh, actually, I have a funny thing to, to add. Go for it. So when you um, let me know about uh, our podcast and you and you said you needed a picture and I said go ahead and yes. go hunt for one. Mm-hmm. So the one you found, I don't mm-hmm. know if you realize, but that was a picture where I was holding um, a native arrow. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you consciously or unconsciously realized that connection to Michael's work with bow hunting, which I was supposed to mention something about being the, the wife of a bow hunter is an interesting path. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about that in a moment. But um, today, the moon has moved out of her right position of the new moon of Scorpio, which is the season we're in. Okay. She moved into Sagittarius, which is the huntress. Mm. So today's energy of the moon, and I okay. am a priestess of the moon, amongst other wild things I could label myself with, but the moon's in Sagittarius, and that is fire energy. So if I come off a little fiery today, you'll know why. <laughs> I just thought it's because now you're on you're on the Dear Warden podcast, and you're all fired up to do so. <laughs> that too. That's, that a, that's too. another thing too. That too. No, but as uh, I, I think I found just a few uh, words as I was thinking about it further of just like the the when when. People go through a period of of just being labeled in an unaccepted manner. It just the first thing that flashed into my head was um, and, and worn. This pro- this will probably happen to you. Everyone goes through it in, mm-hmm. in, in childhood. Probably nothing compared to uh, uh, some other people's feelings of rejection. But this is the first, like I said, the first thing that popped in was was uh, just growing up and uh, being quote like the nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking like second or third grade. That, that's what I love to do. I love to read. I love to play video games. I loved video games. As soon as they gave me Nintendo, that was it. It, mm-hmm. was, it was like pretty much all over. And it was, it, it got to the point where like, uh, obviously, if you start liking things that is not socially acceptable to like, mm-hmm. especially during that time, this is before video games was like mainstream. It's kind of like, oh, all right, we're going to call you out on that and mm-hmm. call you out and, and tease you and, and basically bully you mm. on that. So it it was interesting. And then for for me, it was interesting growing up. And now gaming is everywhere. Everyone's on their phones playing Candy Crush or something like that. And 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 it's almost like, oh, ga- like gaming is chic in in a way or okay. much more readily acceptable. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was just and I was just like. Man, that's mm-hmm. I, on one point. I love that 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 that's happened, but then on the other hand, it, it's kind of like, yeah, it's like, do you know the amount of torment that I went through? To so, I'm so with you, so with you. I have the funniest story to tell you. Go so for it. I already told you my age. So that makes me well. If I'm 44, when did the original Atari come out with the joystick, which was a square box, oh, a, a vertical stick, and one red button? I remember that one. That was like 70-something, I believe, in the, right. in, in, so in before the your mid, times. late 70s. Okay. Yes. So my brother was born in 70. I was born in 73. So we had the original Atari. And my funny story is I was exceptional with using the joystick with my feet. 
<laughs> so I would pin There's, the box with my <laughs> left foot <coughs> and then step the mm-hmm. vertical uh, joystick on my right arch. Mm-hmm. And I would use my left toe to click the red button and drive with my right foot. And my mm-hmm. brother always thought that was like ridiculous. It, it, I have far more reflexes with my feet than my hands. There, there are like uh, accomplishments where, where they would show like, oh, look at this. I finished uh, this game. Uh, I, I remember it specifically. It was, it was Ghosts and Goblins, which is one of the hardest like games back in Nintendo because you not only had to beat it, you had to beat it twice. You mm. only got three lives to mm. beat it twice, and it was ridiculous. And so someone said, oh, yeah, I beat Ghosts and Goblins. And everyone's like, oh, we, we, we don't care. And then, and then dot, 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 with my feet. <laughs> Everyone was so like, what? I, was like, yeah, I found like, my, my soul yep. foot player. That's so awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I want to speak to, you know, the cruelty of, mm. of human nature with names and, and uh, bullying and um, being different. And, you know, being, uh, for me, uh, everything about oh, my life, even to date, has always been um, out of the norm. And so part of coming up, showing up today is, is in the hopes that, I would be able to speak to uh, an audience I might not usually have access to. <laughs> My husband helped me understand that this could mm. be a really positive thing. So I'm sort of looking to, in so many words, demystify a bit of what I do and who I am and where I've been and where I'm going and all of that fun. Um, and, and to get more into a place of, of, of brotherhood and sisterhood and, and, and coming together. So the pulse of current on our planet is in an all-time state of crisis and that mm-hmm. is in every corner we could possibly imagine. And so so in my work, in my devotion to the rising of the wild feminine, uh, and again, being here, as I've repeated a few times now with my brotherhood, it is the yin and the yang. It is the balance. Um, and we need to all come together. So I'm just, mm-hmm. just again, just needed to uh, to speak to that. And, and perhaps today's work could be also about um, for all of us to kind of soften around any sort of... Um, you know, the shaming around being different and what that mm-hmm. is and our likes and dislikes and, um, you know, how I would prefer to be completely unplugged 100% of the time <laughs> and I'd be much happier. Um, but that is my energetic attunement. You're, and not, so, you're not the only one who prefers that. Right, right. So like we're all unique and we all have something to learn from mm-hmm. each other and we all need to make this world go round and in balance. So we all need to play our part. You know, if my part is meant to be deep in the woods doing the work that I do and you need to be, you know, on deck with, you know, the, 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 some, some other uh, portion of, of, of the great balancing act. So mm-hmm. I just want to speak to that first and foremost that um we all are important we all need to bring our our best part um whatever that is Mm -hmm. and to drop away from names and labels i am not happy with labels you know i could have i could you know entertain you with a whole lot of labels that maybe i've been given but they're Mm -hmm. just not even i find that every one of them is a limitation so you know really what is that anyway um we're all looking for our most, most authentic self and to, to be that and walk that and help that that contributes to the highest for all of us. So the, the, the piece behind this being a Dear Warren podcast, speaking to the next generation, mm. my one and only son is 17 and a half. He's going to be 18. He's, we're waiting the end of this month. We should hear you know, where he's been accepted to college and we're sending him off into the world. Congratulations to that. Thank you. A huge, huge uh, um, passage of time. Uh, becoming a mother uh, was the greatest transformation of my life. I know Jess and I got to share a little bit about that the other day. So deep watching a woman and man, for that matter, transform when 
they're guiding another life, whether that life came through you or by any other circumstance. Um, it's very, very deep. And we, as we hear Warren right now, mm -hmm. um, we have to do our work. There's no room for um, excuses. Um, I was moved by what you and Michael shared about parenting on mm -hmm. your podcast as well. Just this idea of really being uh, real with them. You know, sh just got to tell them how it, how it is. My, my boy is, my young man boy is uh, well equipped um, because I lay it down under no uncertain terms and no apologies, um, no sugarcoating, and uh, he's prepared as much as he can be to deal with this world at the current time that we're in. Was there a specific age where he was ready to start uh, getting it non-sugarcoated? You know, I just, I can't be sure <clears throat> when the specific, but I always was laying it down mm -hmm. and then just modified it yep. <laughs> in the style, in the yes. flavor that I laid it down. Um, and I probably was also gauging by his receptivity and mm -hmm. he is an ancient soul. Mm -hmm. He is a very ancient soul and this kid got it from a very early age. So he, uh, he very much, um, as a matter of fact, he'll to this day, he just loves it. He's like, oh, is it, let me pour a cup of tea. And he just is so sort of like sucks it in. Like mm -hmm. I get into my mode and he's like, it's teaching time. Mm -hmm. And he just takes it in and he does his thing with it. And so if I had a different kid that might've been resistant, you know, maybe I'd have a different story, but mm -hmm. he was very receptive and very respectful and very grateful. And still to this day, you know, I'll lean in sometimes. I'm like, okay, <laughs> do you think I'm weird? <laughs> and he's like, Mom, I'm used to you. He'll say first. And he's like, I told, you know, so many times I've been like serious. I'm like, I'm sorry you've been raised by me and all of, and he's like, Mom, it's the best. You know, you gave me so much perspective. I think when you were talking about labels and, uh, and even a descriptor, as he said, like uh, weird, mm -hmm. right? Something outside or uh, just not of the norm. It, re it reminded me of, um, uh, there was that Netflix show that recently got canceled but then they're bringing it back for one last season it was a uh, sense eight no and um it's it's I, I would highly recommend uh people watch it it's the it's like a hollywood blockbuster every 1.5 episodes like the visuals of it they, mm. they travel all over the world mm. um um it's 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 a very well produced very visually pleasing uh series i, I would highly recommend it there's a point in there <clears throat> Where uh, one of the characters, he's an actor that was uh, living his life um, as an action star, one of those macho action stars, but he's gay and he's and he had been uh, living it secretly. And uh, eventually, you know, through social media or through some underhanded tactics, like someone leaked out his secret mm. and then uh, it w which is supposedly, quote, bad for his brand or his image mm -hmm. because he's supposed to be, you know, the badass action hero star mm -hmm. so then an interviewer comes up to him and asks him uh who who is so-and-so who are you and i can't quote it directly but he gave this amazing answer of of just like who am i what do you mean by the person i love by the food i eat the yeah. actions i take blah, 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 yeah. by what you think of me by what this other person thinks of me and so he summed he summed it up at the very end i think and and i'm sorry if i get the quote on the quote wrong he basically says um i guess i am whoever you think i am mm. so it's it's kind of like mm. you can you can a, a, attempt to shape quote your identity or who you are as much as you would like for other people to mm -hmm. perceive you but in the end it's it's kind of like 
it's a little bit of both. It's a little mm-hmm. bit of like how you see yourself, but also it's like how mm-hmm. other people um, um, see yourself as well too. I, I make the joke of like, it's, it's like with nicknames, like, I, I always make fun of people who give themselves their own nicknames because <laughs> exactly. See, yeah. in, in, in Thailand, my dad told me this, uh, in, in, in Thailand, they give you nicknames, like from a very early age, like your, your school peers, they give you the nickname from, and it's the most unflattering nickname oh. ever. There was one, uh, he, he said there was one, one guy, his, his nickname was Sue, which stands, which is tied for pimple. Why? Oh, exactly. Because he had like a huge zit in the middle of his forehead or something. Obviously right. I grew that, but that name, it, yeah. it just stuck with them through, through the whole thing my my dad's uh, nickname was Lek, which stands for tiny because oh. he was like you know uh, okay. a short kid huh. at the time and so th- it, it was something where they it was just i owned up to it mm. they if you're given that nickname mm-hmm. that's it just you know you 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 enjoy it and what the kids would do <laughs> throwing me into so many memories right now to tell you what the ahead. kids would do what, what obviously was that it's kind of like a and, and and this was across boys and girls it was it was almost like a rite of passage where if you were given that nickname it wasn't to to well if you start reacting negatively like no don't call me that blah, blah, blah. and then they then obviously kids they poke they, they tease they prod you but if you're, but if you're like, all right, fine, whatever, mm-hmm. they would accept. Like, oh wow, you're cool. You, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're getting jabbed a bit, but you're you're owning up to it. And not only that, but you, you're you're living up to it. So awesome. And then it just goes on. I st- there are still times where I remember uh, uh, um, picking up the phone back when you know before cell phones and it was all landlines, and uh, they would be asking on the phone, hey, is Lek there? And this is my dad's already 50 right. at this point. You're like, Tiny, they, are you in the house? St- they're still calling him that. My mom, her nickname was Cha, which I forgot what, what it meant find out. as well, too. But they refer to themselves by, by those nicknames. So mm, how beautiful. It, it's it's kind of like, and, and you, you initially laughed at it as well, too. And I laughed at it, too. You can't give yourself your own nickname. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you think I, I chose Eki? No, it just came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It was... Uh, um, um, my parents brought me home uh, in uh, in an apartment in Queens, New York, and their neighbor goes, "Oh, what's your kid's name now? Oh, it's it's Eckersid." And goes, "What?" And goes, "Eckersid." And like, "Oh, Ecky, hey!" And that's how it that came. Stuck, huh? And and that and that's just basically how it stuck. I didn't know. Wow. I found I found that out like graduating high school or something. Like, oh, this is where it came from. This is okay, where your name came from. Wow. So, but. The long story short yeah. of it, Warren, is is that if you're if you're given a nickname, <laughs> own up to it, buddy. Somehow you earned it. I don't know if you if you got the nickname Smelly. I'm sorry, we didn't wash your clothes <laughs> enough. Sorry, but yeah, <laughs> totally anyway, true. Go on. Well, you know, I'll say Joaquin. Uh, I gave my son the name Joaquin, and um, he uh, and I we kind of gave him the out to use Jay as a nickname and mm-hmm. so far he's in his last year of public high school and he's been Joaquin every year so mm-hmm. the kids that are so natural to cut long names or that they can't pronounce so I think that's interesting but I just was reflecting in my memories of how many nicknames I've had and how mm. funny they are and then I don't know if I could even attempt to uh, reenact this but I have a thing in my house when I'm most in my private space with my beloved husband and child um, to be completely um, free and uncensored that I will give nicknames mm-hmm. to the and, and including my dog so I have Michael, Joaquin and Maya that I live with they will get a new nickname, maybe three times a day, every day, and almost like no repeat. I have this like weird, and I can't even, as I'm telling you this, it's like a weird freaky fact about me. Um, 
but I can't, I couldn't even recreate it. Yes. But Joaquin thinks it's hysterical because he'll like, I'll hear him like down the hallway, he'll hear me talking to Maya Mm -hmm. and with some new nickname that I just, you know, rolls off my tongue and Mm. Joaquin like will blurt it out with a kind of a pitch on the end with a question mark like, huh, that one, huh? Mm. Like it just, they come, I don't even know where they come from. It's like an unlimited stream of nicknames. But uh, I was remembering. Endearing though, right? Very endearing. Um, I have, uh, I'll tell you a a funny one that I had from my father (coughs) and brother gave me as a child. Mm -hmm. Squeezer. Squeezer. Squeezer McGeezer for long. (laughs) Why did I get the name Squeezer? Because apparently, well, I knew this. I was very, very tiny until Mm -hmm. I was almost out of high school. And, um, but extremely strong, which I still am. Mm -hmm. And I would wrap myself around my father's ankles, like one leg, and hold on while he would walk. Mm. And I would do that to my, my, my father's legs or like climb up his arm and he would lift his arm up. Mm-hmm. And then I would like climb up his whole body. And so I had these adductors, like I'd be really good at jujitsu for this. Yes, I was um, Like killer adductors. Mind. Actually, yep. I look at Michael. Michael, how strong are my adductors? <laughs> he's like, oh, he's, what? He's in his own He's world. in his own zone. Be- see? Mm-hmm. You see? Good flying arm. Uh, crazy. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have this ability to just like engage um, and hold on. And and like, um, speaking of how times have changed, did you know when I grew up in gym class, we had a rope attached mm. to the ceiling and we could climb it up and down? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was the fastest, the best. I didn't even have to use my legs. Have to? Well, actually, I take that back. Because a lot of my strength was in the legs. Definitely <laughs> use my legs. Definitely the fastest um, stuff. Fastest, strongest, could hold, could get to the top and hang out there and just like watch mm-hmm. the day away. Um, anyway. That is the root of my one of my nicknames that stuck. Um, did the did, did, did the McGeezer part just come because it, it was rhymed? like a rhyme, right? Gotcha. So that was like in long. It was like McGeezer, but then it was like McGee's, you know, like for short, the squeeze. My brother would call me the squeeze. That was you know forever. Squeeze, just call me squeeze. This is an awesome, like, if you were, like, a wide receiver in the NFL, like, nickname. Like, <laughs> the juice, the squeeze. Yeah, I was the good. squeeze from my, bro- from my brother for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> this is so much fun. I haven't thought about that memory forever. Uh, all right, one more really weird one. Mm-hmm. This is a friend in college, Baba Ganoush. Uh, my nickname was Baba Ganoush. Okay. But it was Gandoush, to tell you the truth. It became Gandoush. So, weird, weird nicknames can happen. No story behind that one. It, well, or it, you know, it just, because I love to eat at this one like mm. Middle Eastern cafe that made these amazing handmade, you know, uh, mm-hmm. baba ganoush sandwiches. And I was always eating it. So he just felt that every time he saw me, I was somehow, you know, exuding baba ganoush. But to call me straight baba ganoush felt too linear for him. So it had to become gandoush, which was just sort of a rolling <laughs> and rearranging of the words, I think. Um, pretty funny. So, um, yeah. The last one where I only had two nicknames, and the other one was just an even shorter version of Eki. Um, I introduced myself a- as Eki, uh, like, first day of college. And uh, there was a bunch of people there, like, no, we're not going to call you Eki. I'm like, wait, what? And he goes, yeah, we're just calling you E. E, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was, no, I, and I would introduce myself as Eki, and then my, my uh, friends, they, they eventually became my friends, would shake it off and go, no, 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 just call him E. And so, like, uh, uh, friends I met, some that I still have to, to this day, other bandmates that I, I uh, eventually, when I started playing guitar with them, they would call me E. And so, Jess always knew me as Eki. So, here come a bunch of people like, hey, E, well, what's up? And, and, and Jess is like, I get so annoyed. Like, it's, it's so bro Oh, what's up, Eve? <laughs> so, I... I Eventually, they're like, wait, why, why, is she, why is she annoyed? I'm like, oh, it's because you're calling me E. Wait, what should we be calling you? I'm like, 
call me E. That's awesome. <laughs> just, just to rub it in there. I because, like it, like a capital yeah. E. Yep. Well, with Joaquin and Jay, we're like, well, how do you spell J? J A Y, because names mm-hmm. exist. He's like, no, just capital J. Mm-hmm. Like, if he's going to use a short, it's J, as in the letter yep. capital J. I'll but take it. That's a nice little. Uh, 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 Stroll down nickname <laughs> memory lane. Totally but awesome. it, 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 it ties into as as what we were talking about before with um, just labels, mm-hmm, just acceptance. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anything else that you wanted to un- unpack there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, you know, what comes up first is uh, just my natural um, desire to defend and protect those that have been, you know, oppressed, repressed, suppressed in so mm-hmm. many words. Um, but, you know, labels. Um, I, I might get too deep. You know, the work I do, I'll just say the work. There's, I, there's never yeah. such thing as too deep here on the podcast. <laughs> oh, dude, you're looking nope. at someone that it might, if anyone could be too deep. No, nope. you're, you're looking at. <clears throat> Go for I, it. I live in an I, I live in an alternate reality. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's uh, it's called Amy's world. As yes. a matter of fact, um, yeah, <clears throat> no, we'll we'll be light on the labels. I mean, you know, I look to 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 kind of. Um, deconstruct my own labels if anybody tries to put me in some box or labels in the work mm-hmm. that I do um you know and is, I'll it, is, it, a, is it a label where they usually try to box you in as far as like something uh in your mind negatively no they may be all positives but okay. what it, but what, what it comes to is um and then I'll I kind of I would rather dip back more into the personal parts of me rather than the work that I do but sure. um to say that it feels limiting. And mm-hmm. what it is, is people are just trying to understand. Mm. And I feel that within, if you were to look at the so-called distri- description mm-hmm. as if, you know, like, well, what is this label? What is that label? Mm. I feel like I defy them all. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And that comes from, you know, my experience growing up, never fitting in to any boxes, to mm-hmm. any systems and having an incre- incredibly rebellious spirit mm. and very much um, wired to be the revolutionary that I am. Mm-hmm. So I am no uh, stranger to the discomforts of not fitting into any one mold. Um, and it, the stories, my earliest experiences um, in my personal life, my family, my, you know, adversity, um, and on and on. It's, I've always been working against the grain. Mm-hmm. I've often always been alone doing it, which mm-hmm. is a whole other mm-hmm. component. Um, I've had to fight pretty much every <laughs> turn of my life. And I've only recently, with my, my greatest protector over there, um, been able to soften a lot of that mm-hmm. um, fighter in me because I am not as threatened anymore. Mm-hmm. And I can soften and relax and I can ex- expand into other parts of me that I wasn't able to expand because I was too busy fighting the fight. Um, fighting to to do the thing that I wanted to do, whatever it was, because I didn't follow the mold. I've never been a follower. I've always been much of a, a sole uh, doer, just not even calling myself a leader, although that is definitely a label that I have to date, but always doing things uh, to my own, uh, my own guidance that, um, and I wasn't um, doubtful. Mm-hmm. I knew. But it's freaking hard to convince others. So You're I would just, just trying go, to be you. Just trying to be me. So I go under. I went underground. Mm-hmm. I've just always been. I'm also, you know, again, shying away from labels. But I'm a, I'm an introvert. I don't need much from the outside world. Mm-hmm. I'm very content doing my thing the way I've always done it. Um, 
And my energy works better if I work mm -hmm. in that more contained way. So for me, like I said, coming off of four circles, leading four women's circles in 48 hours, which is a huge amount of et external, putting out energy out. And then I thought, and Sunday, and I have Eki. Hmm. I have to store up my energy. Mm -hmm. So I had a great night's sleep and took mm -hmm. it really quiet this morning. Um, actually, Michael was at Open Mat, and he's like, come up. You know, I never come up to the gym. I said, I need to sit in the car quietly before I go talk to Eki. Because hmm. if I go upstairs and, I, and Karen's there and we talk, I'll talk all my words out and I'll mm. have no energy for this podcast. So I, uh, you know, with me being, um, some of those things I was describing, it's also this, this, um, responsibility to know oneself and know how mm. one's energy works. Um, yeah. What I think it's important about? to go into that too, because I did go, uh, and see some of your videos prior of your work. I'm not going to get too, too deep into yeah, it. Yeah. Tell but me there what you sense. But it was, uh, the, the one, uh, where you did talk about introversion. Yes. And I think it, it helps if you, uh, for those who have a very surface level view yeah. of introversion to yeah. kind of go into that and describe what that is yeah. like. Yeah. So I'm not going to attempt to do it in any sort of um, institutional way that mm -hmm. could like really break down like introvert, extrovert, and then people can be like an introvert this, but an extra like yes. aspects, right? I forget yep. all those terms, but I just use the word as a kind of overarching word to understand someone's nature that is more extroverted mm -hmm. versus more introverted. And the basic um, philosophy that I shared on my other video from my sister series, I think mm -hmm. you pulled that off of, um, is how we regenerate energy. So my energy is is a big part of my essence and I'm very close to it. And so my, I have to be very um, diligent to monitor my energy. Mm -hmm. um, and so my energy gets depleted when I am outputting and it gets regenerated when I am more insular, more mm -hmm. internal. And I do a lot of my work very internally. There's a whole lot, of, whole lot going on when I look like I'm doing nothing. <laughs> And so if I were to engage in so-called normal things, like people ask me all the time, let's go out, let's go here, let's go there, girls night out. And I'm like, you and everyone else, I'm sorry to break it to you, I don't do it. Mm -hmm. I can't do it because my energy doesn't operate that way. Mm -hmm. I show up of sacred service all day, every day to myself first, my family, my dog, my clients, all the women that I work with. And come evening, it is time to go into Amy's world, retreat, regenerate get quiet and 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 gear up for what I'm going to do again because sometimes I do it seven days a week like this week has been a seven day a week uh, uh, this is the seventh day and, and it I will thank only... you for for making it out here as well too I know it really really um, touched me to be asked mm -hmm. by you and I knew that despite you and I having some jokes in the past uh, hanging out <laughs> at the pool party like you know I'd tease you about certain things yes. um, about some of the questions that we would potentially touch on but yep. you know to know that this is really to be to be direct this is of service this mm -hmm. is of sacred service and I um, as weird as it might sound I take this very seriously as much as I'm like That's... goofing off and having fun I take it seriously because yes. my time is serious Mm -hmm. And my, uh, what I'm offering up is having an effect mm. on this great family here on earth. Mm -hmm. I take that incredibly seriously. And while I might have a very playful nature, mm -hmm. I take it very seriously yes. as I'm laughing. Like I'm looking at you like in, you know, in so many words. And I don't mean serious like somber. I mean serious like 
we're in a seriously critical time mm-hmm. here on the Dear Warren podca- podcast. We're talking about, do we even know what generation he would be called? What, I'm sorry, generation. What generation he'd be called? You know, he's not a millennial or uh, Generation W. Generation Warren. Warren. <laughs> you know, I was just going to refer to him mm-hmm. like, what is this next generation? Because yes. our millennials are, you know, at a critical uh, turning point that we need. And this is why I work with the millennials quite a bit, my, mm-hmm. my son included in his age uh, group. But, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just can't say enough how much this lights me up to be able to be of service to record our conversation yes. for the highest of all. Like, that's a really big deal. Mm-hmm. And also to take back our power as the people, as the masses. Mm-hmm. Warren, you hear us. I know you do. <laughs> I hear you. Um, we've got to take our power back. And we have to let go of the bullshit and the things that are, excuse me, everyone, if that was not okay, um, and the things that are keeping us, the obstacles, the excuses, the, um, the checking out, the numbing out, the looking the other way, the ignoring of what is happening. Mm-hmm. So I don't mean we need to rise in some sort of like unpleasurable way. Mm-hmm. I'm saying jazz it up make it what you need make it fabulous you know i still have to get to your shirt in a minute i keep having a relationship with your shirt by the way (laughs) um we'll get to that in the next moment but so in so many words you know make it the flavor you like Mm -hmm. and serve it up That's so a good one. <laughs> is this, is it, is it, and, and I'm sorry if, if, if it sounds like that. Mm-hmm. I, I know you're saying, you know, don't put it in, into a mm-hmm, wall. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting you into a wall. Mm-hmm. But is it a path of uh, self-ownership? For sure. Included because, well, t- well, you tell me what that means. Hi, Mr. Warren. <laughs> you just want to get in on the action. He's like, y'all talking mm-hmm. about me. He's so give me appearance. a, you, you tell me what that means to you, first of all. And as, far, as far as cell phone, mm, that's, we, we, it, it could follow into another whole tunnel, mm. but it's more I'll so. I'll give you a buoy. I will say that it's in, in first principle of what, in relation to what, uh, of, of what our conversation is about, there is a lot of crazy things happening in the world, agreed. There's a lot of chaos going on in the world, agreed as well, too. And I think, um, as far as uh, coming from a self-ownership uh, aspect, due to just how critical uh, this time is, just due to how crazy it is, to how much chaos there is, mm-hmm. that it requires um, strong people. Yeah, It requires a strong uh, individual that when they all combine together, that's, that's, that's the type of attention everything needs. Yeah. So rather than going into, um, if you, you would harken down my shirt, yeah. It's an R2D shoot shirt. Yes. If the rebels went to go fight the the, the, the the empire and they had no strategy whatsoever, if Luke didn't do his training, yes. if if everyone didn't weren't the best that they could possibly be individually first, they had they would have had no chance against mm-hmm. um uh their their common goal or their common uh, objective. Mm-hmm. So I would say self-ownership is to instead of attempting to like yes, there is some everyone is correct that there is a problem out there everyone's uh, I would say everyone's correct that there is chaos and disorder and and this as you said like a, a sense of things on fire mm-hmm. uh, I, I forgot the exact word you used. I'm like I didn't but that sounds fabulous mm-hmm. I like that if the freaking world's on fire dude yeah. just break it down so <laughs> and that's an important thing it's not something to take lightly it's not something where um, as as we were discussing before the podcast. It's not something where 140 characters is going to take it down. It's not something no. where, where 
um, a 20-second soundbite is going gonna, is gonna to take it down. What, it's, what is going to help is when everyone is able to s- sit down and really work on themselves, which you are help guiding people to do so, mm. to strengthen themselves as, as much as they can, to really look inward and, as you said, cut through all the, the BS yeah. as, as much as possible. And you can work from there. And I, what I what I think happens is that there's there's a lot of people that that skip that part. They want to get right to the to the Luke uh, uh, fighting Vader part. Like we got to we got to end this now. They want they want to get right to, to the part where uh, uh, Leia and Han immediately go into the the, the bunker to blow up the the, the, the shield generator. Mm-hmm. More Star Wars stuff. <laughs> well, I, I will we'll just speak to Star Wars in a moment. Yep. But. Um, so rather than doing that, rather than to quote and trying to change the world like yourself, like and try to change so many other people's minds all at yeah. once, like you, you kind of ask, and I ask myself this, yes. and it's not, uh, we'll get to the Star Wars thing. Mm-hmm. The slight aside is uh, my dad was heavily involved prior in Thai politics. This was before, this was during G.W. Bush days. This was before everything is, is currently happening. Mm-hmm. And uh Jess and I would come over and he would just be his face buried in the laptop. Um, um, if, if anyone researches what, what was going on, it was like yellow shirts versus red shirts. And it was, it was, it was very complicated. Mm. Whatever the, the, the situation was, it was very complicated. It's like, Oh, can I choose a side? Well, if you choose this side, you gotta, you gotta inherit all the, the, the bullshit that they did. If you choose the other side, they also did a bunch of bullshit as well too. Mm-hmm. Complicated. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, you know, mm-hmm. Oh, this is, Oh, this is the side of, uh, this, and this is the side of that. I'm, I'm easily on, on this side. Uh, well, anyway, so like easy. I said, very complicated. Very. So, and, and my dad was on one of those sides. And just stewing over it every single day, like really deep into it. And you got to keep in mind that at this point, he's 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 seen Vietnam, he's seen all these other uh, uh, um, really turbulent times in history. And it was kind of like he was trying to convince us, like, oh, you know, you should respect this side, the side that 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 he was on. And 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 Jess and I just couldn't like we were we had no stake in the game because obviously it was Thai politics. Mm-hmm. You know, we were just starting a date. Hey, Dad, this is Jess. I just want to introduce you to her. You know, and it's like, ah. It, it even got to a, a point in the game. We, we played a game where we would come over and I'd start a timer. And then he'd be like, and then we'd be talking, we'd be talking. And he goes, oh, by the way, you know what happened in Thailand today? We'd like stop the timer. Minutes. Yes. Like a new record. New record, Dad. And he, he finally got the point after a while. Uh. But the the point of it was was that he couldn't even, like, I'm his son. And, 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 and Jess was at a certain point too, known her long enough, another daughter, uh, for him. If he couldn't convince us to his cause, how are you going to convince someone else on the other side of the world who, who has like no stake in you, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's kind of like, I, I, I think the message is, is as far as self-improvement, work on yourself. So that way, if you do have to start influencing you can you start from the family you start from your 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 close circle because if you if you can't even convince them how are you really going to convince someone else anyway that's Eki gorgeous thank you for bringing that in and that is in so many words you know like the most important thing we us humans could be even be talking about Mm -hmm. which is our place in it all so maybe i'll start with uh the perspective of um, the planet Earth okay. in all of the multiverses. 
and how infinitesimal we are. Are you aware of this? Yes. <laughs> so just to have a moment mm -hmm. of our space. But I would love to hear your, I've, I've heard some great theories on this. I've heard plenty of stories on, on uh, the theory of, uh, or applications with the theory of relativity, but I would love to For hear sure. your take on well, it. Well, I'll try a little lightly and not try <laughs> to, to uh, yeah, take your time, get some throat code in there. Um, you know, uh, leave it to the astrophysicists out there to break it down. But, you know, I will just say the perspective of how, um, incredibly infinitesimal we are, if mm -hmm. that's a grammatically correct use of those two words together. Um, meaning that if we're so small, we could feel insignificant. And in some ways, in some perspectives, perhaps we are. But the other reality is that we have our experiences and it is critically important that we do it anyway, that we do the thing, mm -hmm. whatever the thing is, that we play our part. So you could go with the perspective that we're so insignificant, what's it all for? What would it matter? Mm. Mm -hmm. But the fact is it does matter if you have some connection to your own consciousness and your own sense of uh, autonomy and your own sense of responsibility for yourself and your beingness. So you used the word remind me. Was it self-realization? Um, you didn't self use that. Self-improvement. Self-improvement, something or, like that. You yeah, said self-awareness. I forget what word you used. Something, something self. self. We, we, could, so, we could rewind it, but yeah, we'll, yep. we'll figure. It's, it's okay. So the self ownership. Essence, self ownership. I love that. Okay. So, um, so this concept of to own one's self. What exactly does that mean? But. Mm -hmm. You know, the self that we speak of, you know, this is going to go down a really mega uh, rabbit oh, hole. Oh, I'm but, ready. You know, Hold the on. S with a capital S or the S with the lowercase S because these are Stretchy different here. parts of us. So, go for it. Um, you know, I'll talk about, uh, if I can, we'll stretch it out. Um, are you, are you have a timepiece with you? I have no concept of time. You're doing all the timekeeping, right? You could, you can keep going. I'll let you know when like certain milestones happen. Yeah. I was but like, uh, going. when I do my work, I work with an, an analog watch mm -hmm. that helps me with space and time. Um, I'm not working with one. <laughs> so I'm off the, I'm off the clock. The clock's on you. Um, so, so this concept of form and formlessness, you know, this mm -hmm. concept of being born, this concept of having a body, you know, dear part, dear Warren podcast, you know, um, who is Warren, you know, mm -hmm. what is his, self with a lowercase s and then a capital s so in his little self he has a body and he also has a mind mm -hmm. and he has a consciousness and he has a spirit and he has his own wild heart's desire mm -hmm. desires multiple um and so his own balancing act I'm, I'm not sure who to make the metaphor i'm like him us uh, you know all people but um and i'm trying not to lose myself here and stay focused that's half of why I have my, my altar here <laughs> uh, help me stay stay present. So, mm -hmm. you know, when I get expansive, then I start going off into too many different directions. But self-ownership, in your words, self-realization to know oneself, to know oneself is probably the most difficult uh, there is. And, and, yep. and any most humans would do anything to not know their, themselves. Really? Oh, yes, sir. And I will tell you, because our... our, our um, culture and conditioning has been doing everything possible to pull us away from our own knowing. How so? Oh my gosh, do not get me started. This is going to be a whole other thing. We have a culture that convinces us in one sector, get this, this is a good one, that we are broken and they have the cure. Yep. That's some effing bull shiz. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're talking about the critical state of the world and i'm not even being specific into what because it's, it's everywhere it's mm -hmm. creeped in everywhere 
we need to take our power back. We need to know ourselves. But it's way easier taking the whatever pill, the bullshit pill, mm -hmm. and going with the momentum of uh, ignorance, mm -hmm. of, of illusion, of someone else knowing what we should be doing, of someone else having the power. Mm -hmm. I get really um, just thrown by that because it's just, it just blows my mind that that ever came to be. Was this something specifically with, um, um, I would say, a, a policy thing? Or is it more so of, uh, uh, I think I went over it a little bit, not one or two podcasts ago, but something of just as simple as like our idea of what proper nutrition is and then the, the, the food industry coming in and throwing that all of whack, which then mm -hmm. introduces a lot of health problems, which then, oh, by the way, if you, since we're responsible for all these health problems, here's the cure, here's this, you know, mm -hmm. something else to mm -hmm. treat you. By the way, keep buying more food, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. is, is that it? or Dude, it's totally that mm -hmm. and everything else mm -hmm. and an incredible amount of time of going down the wrong path. Okay. So if I were to attempt to make it really short and sweet, because this is an enormous topic. You don't, have, you don't have to make it short and sweet. Well, in this specific thing, it's like yeah. this idea that once upon a time, mm -hmm. I think there was balance. Yes. Uh, here on our tiny blue, blue planet. And, and there was a matriarchy and there was an honoring of uh, the planet as our goddess mm -hmm. and our planet that holds us and sustains us. And we honored that. And that's why I was talking about some of these items here, these sacred items that mm -hmm. are kind of east-west, but it's all one. Because once upon a time, there was one earth body and water mm -hmm. on our planet. And actually, one of the big divides is what has given us the beautiful, um, our... Uh, Appalachian Mountains that is mm -hmm. up on our up our, our, our north south um, east coast um, was in the center of the ocean mm -hmm. at one point. It's pretty fabulous because one of my <laughs> favorite places to be is on the Appalachian Trails and the mountains, and that was in the center of the ocean. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So many many things have shifted over this history of what we understand it, and and it all had to do with, in my humble opinion. Go for I, it. This is not fact. This is Amy's perspective. And Amy's, Amy's world. Amy's Do world. It. You're in Amy's world. Um, is to, is to, oh God, did I just lose myself? Um, Appalachian Mountains, centered. Huh, bring world. me back. Attempting to. To, uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, ooh, I got distracted. Um, bring me back, dude. What were we talking about? Just uh, this whole, the matriarchy. Yeah, just being in balance. Oh, yes. okay. I was going to say because <clears throat> things shifted because of um, this uh, lack of awareness of oneself. So, so there was a sort mm. of shift of um, there were people that were very much balanced mm -hmm. and balanced in the seat of their own power and their mm -hmm. own autonomy and responsibility and relationship to that which sustains them, which mm -hmm. is our, our planet, our home, our mother earth. Mm -hmm. So as soon as certain uh, humans start to sense that other certain humans were um, doing really well, Okay. It started to throw off the balance within them, within their lack of uh, autonomy. So it became the the aspect of one's own incarnated, you know, being that we have consciousness and we have spirit and we have a body and we have a mind. And there's a nature of the mind that is not our nature. So we have to understand that while we have a mind, that mm -hmm. is not who we are. Mm -hmm. And to have a mind is to be responsible for its nature. Okay. And so I break it down in these words. 
Uh, your mind is a faithful servant of your heart mm-hmm. and not the other way around. Okay. So most people will identify with, I am my mind. What do you mean? And I am my thoughts. And I'm here coming from Amy's world to tell you mm-hmm. that you are not your mind. You are not your thoughts. And guess what? Your mind can produce much brilliance mm-hmm. and does. Genius. And it also lies to you. Your mind can lie to you. So much so that throughout time we have, uh, I don't want to say produced, but as, a, as an effect, mm-hmm. humans that are listening to their mind as if it's a source of truth. And it's far from it. Is what you're referring to as far as what's coming from the heart, is that also uh, associated with the word, let's say, soul or spirit? Sure. Definitely. So you can interface, and again, I'm not representing any religions. Mm -hmm. These are all just very, very ancient, very, very basic earth-based concepts Mm -hmm. and celestial concepts, uh, cosmic concepts of, um, you know, I'll break it down like this, that we we are born into this earth body. Mm -hmm. And it has quite a miraculous function, Mm -hmm. if you really want to look at what DNA can produce. Mm -hmm. So like when two humans, or not even humans nowadays, can produce a life, which is Mm -hmm. pretty wild. You know, do they sit there over tea and brew up? Should we make them, should they have two eyes? Should they have two lungs? Mm -hmm. Should they have two kidneys? These things are beyond our comprehension how it can happen. Mm -hmm. And a little baby is born. And you count their fingers and toes and make sure they came out with most of what they should come with, you know? 11 fingers, 10 toes. Right, right. you know, however it goes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so... This is also wild that we're getting into this Go wild, for it. wild stuff. So I'm, I'm loving it. Uh, awesome. This is intense, you know. So we have to get back into. We should talk about Star Wars in a minute. No, no, no. Those you brought up two, uh, well, actually, one or two good points that I, I definitely want to backtrack to. Okay. But. Okay. Well, I'll 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 shift just the Star Wars concept. Sure. So right before we hit uh, record, I said, do you know that George Lucas mm-hmm. used much of uh, yoga philosophy principles in mm. his storyline? And I don't know what you answer, your answer was. I, th- I think <laughs> I, I uh, had mentioned that I did watch some Star, Star Wars documentaries and the making of and like where the term like Jedi comes from mm-hmm. and a lot of where like, oh, the light side versus the dark side mm-hmm. and then the concept of the force. Yes. By the way, the t-shirt, I, t-shirt I'm wearing is a is a uh, one that Jess got me. It's a very nice uh, R2-D2 t-shirt. And it's got this like funky comic strip thing mm-hmm. over it and I just keep kind of zoning out. I would out. look down and look at my shirt, but then I, you wouldn't hear me in the mic. Well, actually, you probably didn't hear me. Anyway. Um, but it's yeah, visually, that's, it's that's, visually uh, engaging. I'm just getting lost. And, and, and there are books. I remember there was a book fully on the Jedi philosophy mm-hmm, or something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it was, as, as you said, it's, it's based in different types of, uh, I think I even remember, I think I even remember like Buddhist philosophy yes. in there as well too. So, so, so yogic tradition and Buddhism, mm-hmm. um, are very, very similar, if not kind of a sister brother, uh, philosophy. There's some specific tenets of Buddhism. Um, and, and Buddhism is a religion. Mm-hmm. Yogic philosophy is not a religion, although it embraces all religions. So mm. there is a lot of Buddhism, like my studies of Buddhism were within my studies of, of the yogic teachings that I have steeped mm-hmm. my entire life in. Um, and so, so I bring in Star Wars because it's uh, an accessible way for many to understand. I was, I was cautioning myself because I thought I was getting way too out there and I want to be mindful so of our audience um, no sounding. Too out there. You know, well, you know, I don't want anybody to tune out. You know, people are, people are, this is what I'll say, Eki, people are hurting. People are hurting like we are not even willing to admit. And so because of that struggle that we are in and mm-hmm. the fear and the sort of 
uh, I mean, I don't even know what words to describe. Mm. Um, we're coming up with all kinds of weird behavior as a result, whether that behavior is a kind of checking out, numbing out, mm. or coming up with all kinds of compensatory ways of being, or we're all just fucking, excuse me, freaking out and yep. anxious and depressed yep. and, mm -hmm. you know, can't make heads or tails of it. That's also so, valid, too. So, pardon the F-bomb, but, you know, sometimes it's a good use of, it's, of um, intensity. It's, it's, I, I put the rated E for explicit on yeah, the podcast, yeah, too, so I'm don't okay. worry about my, dropping. In my world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mm, you asked fine. me, you said anything you would share on social media and, and my business and the work is, or anything you know, publicly, publicly, yeah. you mm -hmm. know, so, um, I, 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 what I stand by is to be real and raw and wild. Mm -hmm. So if I can't continue to do that in my own, uh, being a guest on a podcast, I can't imagine, <laughs> the, you know, the, the only other thing I would say too, is that when you were worried about, uh, about like people, uh, checking out we love all listeners by yes, the way we love yes. all you guys and um jess and i we were uh redo uh, the midweek podcast where we just do something more like we play a video game or we watch like a wrestling show jess and i did a two hour 20 minute podcast on 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 a wrestling show last night so and we what? yeah so if you th if you talk about like checking out uh. we, we were thinking we were even like started thinking about like, what do people like tune out and, and we're like who cares? Like we're having right. so much fun doing this. Oh, well, okay, so so let's break this know? down. So you said you had so much fun. Yeah. Let's talk about what is fun. Sure. And let's talk about what is Enjoyment. fun in the form of an energy okay. field force. Go for it. Uh, this world needs more light. Mm -hmm. This world me needs more fun. This mm. world needs more love. This world needs more brotherhood and sisterhood. You know, the fact that I'm here and I said, oh, if I didn't know you, I wouldn't come on your podcast because I'm like, what, you know, who are we? Who are you? Why is this work coming together? <coughs> I know why this work is coming together because mm -hmm. it's, it's evidence to me since we started, you yep. know, I mean, I knew because we, we talked a bit about it before we started, but, um, if we can find joy mm -hmm. in this world and it's not hurting anyone, mm. rock it out. Yep. If your joy is hidden with someone else's um, detriment, mm. that is not okay. Mm -hmm. So this mm. self-awareness, um, this self-awakening, yep. you know, to know thyself. So we're looking to wake up. Here's another way to put it. The concept of don't go back to sleep or, or, or don't go to sleep or, mm -hmm. or, or wake up if you are asleep. And so I was born woke as the, as the, <laughs> as the hashtag is now for young people. <laughs> and it's been, it's been hard because for most of my life I was so misunderstood, you know, mm -hmm. um, because most people are asleep. And so if I'm talking about what's awake and alive for me, a lot of people were like, just like, why are you even thinking about those things? Why are you hmm. doing, you know, they're asleep. So I'm like, okay, I, you know, I'm not going to resonate with you because clearly we don't get each other, whether that was community, peers, you know, family, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it was. Um, so, so to wake up is to each their own. And I guess what I could say in so many words and much of how I raise my son, seeing as that they're this next generation, is you must, you know, rise to your own truth. Mm -hmm. And you must contribute positively mm. to our collective, period. I think there was an interesting thing you, you brought up there of um, when you would attempt to talk to somebody about whatever particular topic and just kind of like, especially maybe they're not informed on it. Maybe they're, it, it's, it's something where for whatever reason, whatever reason that they have, they just quote, don't want to talk yeah. about especially a, uh, an extremely Im important topic and the, and the things that I've found is that um, when 
going into a, a, a discussion with some someone else, and this, and we even talked about it before. Mm-hmm. I think some people can, uh, especially when it comes to topics such as uh, what's going on in the world or culture, or even deeper than that. I think what it, it, it comes down to, especially, and one of the problems in the world, in, in my opinion, is just this air of um, um, everything has to be somewhat confrontational. Mm. It has to be brought down to. I'll, I'll, I'll put a, a simple example. <clears throat> when they describe, uh, let's just say, the election, what do they call uh, the states where people have to quote fight over these states? What do they call them? Battleground states. Right. They call it. Oh, it's a battle for this. It's a. They they try to. They use monikers to make it seem like it's it's yeah. it, it it comes down to a fight. It's antagonistic. Mm-hmm. Look at these points. Mm-hmm. We're gonna cross the goal line. Mm-hmm. We're gonna score. We're gonna mm-hmm. win this game. We're, mm-hmm. uh, what is it? You have Listen to, to the win. language. Yeah. You have to win the, the energy the, behind the, the language. Yeah, you have to win the election. Mm-hmm. And if there's a winner, there's gonna be a loser. Yeah. So, so no one ever wants to be a loser. So we were we were talking about before, like coming into into this podcast, like we're going into a nice long deep falling down different rabbit holes here and there of a, of a discussion mm-hmm. of you of of you come in with with um the air of <clears throat> going into something and making someone realize that oh this is not something where they're going to try to prove me wrong or prove me right this is just going to be something where it's it, it could be as simple as sharing your grandma's recipe on this. It could mm-hmm. be as simple as sharing like, oh, this story about uh, uh, my time in a traffic jam on the turnpike or, mm-hmm. or something. And it could be something as as far as um, um, a, a discussion on what is going on in the world, uh, especially if it's a big world issue and and keyword discussion, mm-hmm. where it's where it's a free exchange of an idea. Mm-hmm. And also, kind of like you also kind of gotta like know the person as as well too, mm, because like if you go into that. it, if you go into it like with my dad, it's just kind of like there's a bunch of you you know you throw some feelers out there to see how much they can handle, how much they mm-hmm. they, they they can't because as as mentioned before, like due to the language of everything, people get real defensive. They get yeah. why are you talking about that? You know, so. Yeah, Eki, you know, it's really, it's, you know, again, just to, to, to sort of speak to your concept of discussion, you know, this is for enrichment, this is for mm-hmm. our, 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 um, you know, taking the, 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 the voice back of, <laughs> I'm having a Hobbes love moment. Yep. Um, it's good, because my Maya is always with me when I do my work, so now mm-hmm. I have her brother energy with me. So, you know, you know, what I want to say is we are all fortunately unique and amazing and wildly creative and capable of rising to our own calling. Mm-hmm. And we need all of us to do our, our thing, our part. And so if someone's rising, like you speak of your dad is in politics, you know, he needs to stay with that. You know, if your rising is, you can speak to what that is. If my rising is much of what I'm jazzing up today in my own way, trying to express what I do, which is, by the way, very difficult to express what I do because mm. it feels really beyond words. And every time I give words to what I do, mm-hmm. it doesn't even sound like that's what I do. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of talking around it. But, you know, it's this idea of being very of the earth, you know, from the earth, from the conditioning. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a human who um, either based on where my spirit was <laughs> uh, many times before this incarnation and form, I have a very, um, how can I say, uh, 
particular perspective to this thing called being a human being on earth now. So mm-hmm. I look at the world um, through a very unique um, perspective and unique eyes than I always have. So it wasn't like one day to the next or something that changed me. Mm-hmm. Um, for most people, I think that is usually the case. You know, there was some kind of turning point in their life. You know, mm-hmm. mine sort of, I came out that way. So it was like, geez, this is really hard to start that way. Um, but but it has all made sense. Um in, in the end, it has made sense what I've went through, what I've learned, what I've, my experiences have all made sense for now. And that is to, to do my part in my way, do my work the way I do it. So, for example, if I work with healing women all around the world, now for me and my perspective, and again, this is like we said, this is an enriching discussion, this is not a debate, mm-hmm. is to say that women are the portals to healing this planet. Mm-hmm. Because it is through a woman that you men have been born. Mm-hmm. So, and in the word woman, <laughs> man mm-hmm. is inside the woman. Let's just be there for a moment, okay. playing off words. So, you know, and not to be all serious about it, but, mm-hmm. you know, the idea is that if I can work with the women, the women are then able to work with their men and women in their life, because mm-hmm. we all have them. So, I can do my part by healing the, 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 the deep wounds, healing the hearts of women to help them stand in their most empowered place to do whatever their thing is. Mm-hmm. If it's jujitsu, if it's cooking, I don't know, I'm trying to give like polarities, you know, like what is it? Like it doesn't matter what it is, mm-hmm. but do the thing you are born to do. You know, why are we here? I mean, a lot of what we're talking, you said, you know, some of your podcasts, you might talk about something as simple as jujitsu or, yes. you know, uh, bow hunting with Michael, you know, whatever it might be. But, you know, we're, we're touching on the, the, the biggest, uh, you know, never ending discussions of existence, purpose. What are we doing here? What mm-hmm. is this thing called? If I could reach you, the table's a little wide. I touch your arm and say, like, what is this that I'm touching as I can't reach your arm? Um, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I reached you with my feather. This um, is so you can't reach my plate during Thanksgiving dinner. I see no, how get it away. Goes. Get I away see from how it me. Goes. This is like what? This is like three feet and wide or something. Um, you know, what is yep. existence? What is it to be born mm. into a body? What is it to be uh, have ownership for your own human self, your responsibilities? And because most of us are in relation to others. So we mm-hmm. talked just uh, just going back to if we can do our own inner work so that works on ourselves first, mm-hmm. right? So like primary, which is like not how we're taught first and foremost, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so hard. Um, and then we work with the next, you know, whoever your next closest people are and yes. your next closest people. And the other thing is very often you don't have to do anything Mm. it's called be it Mm -hmm. just be it be the joy in the world because you spent two hours with your beautiful wife playing whatever the heck you play Mm because i don't know anything about electronics (laughs) my last time uh, with electronics was in the 70s that'll be fun Um, but I will have nothing to say because I don't know anything about it. It's oh, like an all- I, I think you know a lot g- no, more than you think you do. Don't make me do it. Let's nope. stay in the earth realm. Sure. <laughs> in, in, in the elemental realms. So, so it's to say, um, you know, what turns you on? What mm-hmm. lights you up? What is of yep. interest to you? And to you, and that's to everybody, to mm-hmm. everybody. Um, you know, our, how we operate for our inner lives, how we um, operate on our day-to-day from the most mundane mm-hmm. to the sacred. You know, bringing back a sense of sacred, a sense of spirit back into a world, you don't need to go to a house of worship. You don't need Mm. to participate in someone else's idea of who a god or a goddess is or a way of being or a tenant of truth. Look, be good, do good, and feel good. It's very simple. 
right? So if it's so simple, though, I think a lot of a lot of yeah, a lot of people have 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 problems finding quote as you said there. Was it purpose? Is that the is that the word? Yeah, what's our purpose? One purpose, and then um, the other one. What what did we just say prior, right before that? I know this is so heavy. It's it's fleeting. But one was. and I can only speak from from what I've researched thus far, as far as from the self ownership part, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. if if people are are um, unaware of purpose, and this is something where I, I think a lot of people like should realize that it's perfectly fine if you don't know it, at mm-hmm. least in my opinion, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. if you if you think about it, just like from from a from a, a biological standpoint, I think the prefrontal cortex yeah. doesn't get developed until like 25. Yeah, which my son points out to me all the time. He's like, Mom, but my prefrontal cortex is 24. I was like, get out of here. Nice. <laughs> oh, like, he's dropping, he's he's dropping some good. knowledge on you. Well, yep. it's because I fed that to him, oh. so he knows it, so he uses it back so it's, in his So it's kind of like, like, you know, you're you're in college, right? And you're, and you're being told that there's so much that has to go on in, in, in the world, so much crazy stuff going on in the world, and you're just like, I'm only 18. Right. And I just, I just learned how to drive a car yesterday depending on what state you're oh, in dude. you know and then and then to to be to be given like oh you are the future papa papa you you should you're the future and you should you should be able to change the world and it's kind of like I still got seven years until I'm like I'm fully developed to like absorb certain ideas you know what I mean uh, and it's kind of like go finish it are you saying it's intense to hear that at that age it's it's it, it's in one intense and it's perfectly fine if like what's your purpose if you're asked at 18 years old and you just be like i just learned how to parallel park yesterday i so, get it i get know, it i get it it's kind of like dude ease 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 mm-hmm. up on, on on me with the or be kind to yourself yeah. and ease up on yourself of like you're only 18 you know right. just ease ease up there's a reason why it uh, a lot of stuff is like crazy right now or just doesn't make sense to mm-hmm. you because of mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. just a, a, a developmental reason now maybe love that no like, i love that so once you do, you know, reach, you know, I'm, I'm in my 30, 36, as mm-hmm, you, were, you were very, very close. I guess 37, I was very close. Know? What month are you, by the way? July. I'm are a you cancer. a cancer? Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. brother water. No wonder we get along, Pisces. Wonderful. The, the, um. Water. One of the things that I've, I've read and I've heard a lot as well, too, is that, well, you know, start with like a very baby steps as far as purpose and one is to just move away from suffering mm-hmm. it's almost like a basic like human it's a nature Buddhist tradition yep. yeah mm-hmm, it, it's right. like it's like you suffer if you're cold you mm-hmm. suffer if you're too hot you mm-hmm. suffer if you are uh mm-hmm. too hungry mm-hmm. if you if you're so do what you can to move away from that mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. now you expand upon that a, a little bit you do something that where you move away from suffering and also helps someone close to you move away from suffering yes right and not only will it help you for that day, mm-hmm. but hopefully, if you expand the principle, it should it it should help both both of you move away from suffering for a week, a month, a year from now, five years, five yes. years from now. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's just like one thing that, uh, as you had mentioned, it's it's a, it's a very Buddhist way to to look at it. But I'm with you. I'm with you with that. We were lo- like, okay, yeah. So so here's a here's another piece I I really resonate with bringing in these ancient traditions, you know, moving away to, you know, some of the Buddhist um, tenets is to say to be incarnated into form is to suffer. Mm-hmm. To be alive is to suffer. If you just it like is. break it down, it's like, yep. what? This, this Buddhism doesn't sound very fun. 
But it's to break down to understand the nature mm-hmm. of our mind. So most humans, unless you've been exposed to it or took it upon yourself to learn it, which is what was my story, I was not exposed to it. I had to. I was drawn to it. I mm-hmm. had an inner knowing and an inner hunger to learn this stuff uh, at an extremely young age, and it never stopped. It hasn't, um, nor will it. But this idea of purpose being outside of... Um, or the reverse, the idea of purpose being on the inside, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, outside of like what you do, like, okay, yeah. I want to have a roof over my head and food on my table. So I'm going to do this thing called a job that's mm-hmm. going to have a means to an end. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this thing called the way we're educated to be uh, educated and get this so-called uh, education to get the so-called said get the career J-O-B. to get the job to have the said thing to get the, to get the K-A-S-H, right? That's right, that right. 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 <clears throat> so, um, <laughs> By the way, I um, was handling our flame, and um, I ha- I cannot I have to relight it because okay. take so your time as you do moment. as you do so. So thank you. Um, I uh, don't usually use this my travel flame, and it um, was a little shallow. And I you're doing good. I mistouched it, and it there, we go. there it is. There we go. We have to bring it back. So mm-hmm. hopefully this amount of smoke won't be a issue. No, nah, that's that's so, fine. So it, this idea of purpose. So my son, for example, is a good context. So he doesn't say like, I'm just 18, you know, I don't know what it, you know. <laughs> but like I say in terms of, you know, picking a college and picking a career path, you know, we often break it down. How the heck are you supposed to know, dude? How are you supposed yep. to know what you're doing? So just, you just do within this institution, within this institution, you do your best. And so that's how he kind of narrowed it down to do his best. But what he's not um, unfamiliar with is that from the earliest age I could mm-hmm. deliver it and the earliest age he could understand it was an inner purpose. Mm. So it's like this concept of what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. I want to be, what Joaquin will say, healthy, mm-hmm. happy, hydrated, <laughs> and holy on some level. Okay. So I always ask him, are you 4-H? And this is how we mm. communicate. I'm 4-H. Now that comes off of a 3-H that comes from a Kundalini tradition that I don't want to get into right now. Sure. But, you know, it's kind of a riff off, a little bit of a little bit of a pull off of a different tradition. But, you know, for him, the how are you, I'm specifically talking about his inner life. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the health of his, his vehicle, which is his body, and his spirit. And being mindful that he's in balance with his actions and... Is that, is that, is Jess got him? I think she's she went up. Yeah. Yeah, she's got him. Um, as for the thing that we do, this J-O-B, mm-hmm. and this life that we might want to make with this means to an end, you know, um, you know, it's a system that is very new and incredibly flawed. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time, we coexisted with all things that sustained us. Mm. We are incredibly far from that. Mm-hmm. So this idea of education is all well and good, but it's distorted because it's after this hunt of I'm going to get this um, kind of perhaps um, disproportionate concept of this education of like, you know, I'll give the example of um, some of my friends when, when Joaquin was a baby were planning to homeschool. Mm-hmm. And they had a little bit of an attitude when they found out I was sending my son to public school. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, you know, you're going to send your son to public school? You're not going to homeschool? Mm-hmm. I said, actually, mm-hmm. I'm going to send him to public school. And then I'm going to homeschool him the rest of the time. Because <laughs> guess what? He's with me the rest of the time. <laughs> homeschool. So it doesn't mean that because he goes to public school, I stop educating him. Mm-hmm. I stop giving him the wisdom and the knowledge that I know is critical mm-hmm. for the current state of the world. You know, if we all knew, then I don't have to talk about it. Yep. Maybe we wouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> 
But we need, we need, we need to be reminded of that which we have forgotten. Mm-hmm. We need to remember again and again and again. And right now we're doing it. We're doing it in on, on the on the funny and we're doing it on the deep. Yep. Um, and that is pretty cool that you just told me you were a cancer brother. Do you yeah. know anything about your astrological placement of your cancer? Just that sign? it's a crab. Just, just that it's an crab. ocean sign. Yeah. It's a water element. Water sign. Yeah. So water sign as we did the four directions. And mm-hmm. I am a huge water uh, person myself in my own combination. But um, your ruling planet for cancer, it's not a planet. It's the moon. Mm-hmm. And the moon has a very interesting job. And the moon is uh, a huge part of my attunement and my work in the world. And so I thought I'd entertain you with some moon facts. Sure. So you know how the moon was formed as the earth was formed. You might remember that a little bit. This is going back. Okay. So we all come from star stuff after Mm -hmm. all, the words of Carl Sagan. And so in the concept of the Big Bang and the concept of all these uh, star stuff molecules and the same very molecules that you and I are made of and the same molecules that are sitting right here in our altar between our electronic devices are to say that they formed the Earth and a piece of it formed our moon. Mm-hmm. And the moon itself is a, is a big rock that is orbiting with the Earth in a most symbiotic way. And the moon controls all the waters on the planet, literally, as yes. you understand that. Mm-hmm. And therefore, all the waters in our bodies. So there is a pull, there is a magnetism, and much which is why we're talking. Mm-hmm. So when I tease you and I said, if you weren't friends with my husband and you're some <laughs> dude, I wouldn't talk to you. And it's true. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even give you the time of day. Interesting. Okay. Totally. I mean, you want to talk more about that, feel free. But, you know. Um, if you want to talk about that, feel we'll free. We'll see. But yep. uh, what it's, if it's purposeful. And mm-hmm. that's where I get to, you know, why I'm here is because it's purposeful. Yep. Um, there is magnetism as to why you are asking me to be here. Mm-hmm. There's a pull beyond your own knowing, beyond your own mind of curiosity, of, of some sense of something you wanted to bring to the table, mm-hmm. metaphorically and literally, since yep. we're at the table. Yes. And this is the kind of energy that more people need to touch into because it's the energy beyond their mind. You didn't know you were sitting talking to another water mm-hmm. creature. Water creatures together make a certain, uh, a certain dynamic. Okay. And it is very much uh, dominated by the energy of the moon, not solar. Not sun energy, which is fire energy, is different. Mm-hmm. So it lends itself to a more, if I could break it down, yin versus yang. Mm-hmm. And yin is going to have a much more introspective, a much um, uh, quieter look at something that may not even be able to be seen. It's looking at the invisible. It's looking at, you know, mm, the, uh, the untangible. Mm-hmm. So again, this altar is representing the four directions, you know, you can't see them, but they're here. Mm-hmm. And I give the, the elemental uh, stones to, to correlate to help us see what's here. So I'm leaning into these elements as we're, mm-hmm. they're speaking to us, they're helping to guide us. Um, and that could sound insane to you right now, like uh, what the hell is she talking nope. about? Or to our listeners, but to, to bring in that all that we are is not a culmination of mm-hmm. what we think we are or what is portrayed in any sort of way in the world from entertainment to media and on and on. We are, if you can see beyond the form, which yep. I can, which is another one of my weird superhero powers, <laughs> um, you know, you'll start to see that there's so much beyond what we think we know. Yes. And to be existing as a so-called human in this mm-hmm. time, in this 
planet and to be touch to be connected to these not so familiar concepts yes. are huge, <laughs> but it's a lot of where our healing can happen. Absolutely. Um, and a lot of where our evolution and this Dear, po- Dear Warren podcast needs to go, you young people need to know you are not just what you think you are. You mm-hmm. are not the limitations of your body, what it looks like, your words, where you are, and circumstances, or your J-O-B, or on and on. Give it to me, Aki. Where is that taking you? Um, one, I'm going to go on one point, but so I don't forget the second point. Just remind me, after I finish my first point, just say gut bacteria. Gut That's, bacteria. I'm yeah, writing just, it just down. Just say gut bacteria. Yep. So the first point um, is about what you were talking about with just kind of like the, the I think a, a good word to, to, to base this first point off is energy, as yes. you were saying, kind of yes. like the yes. transfer of energy or as you said, as our discussion is going on at this point. It's in tune with um, what I've uh, experienced whenever I have attended live music or a live concert or seen people attend uh, live music or play with them in a band. I've even seen this, too, with uh, uh, sparring with people in jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. going one-on-one. And there's this constant state and of, of flow. So, mm-hmm. mm, Invisible jiu-jitsu, dude. That's the conversation. Yep, that's, Go for that was, it. That was, that was a conversation. But I'll relate it to music because I think this is a little more... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, people can sink their teeth or ears into it a little better. Mm-hmm. Of There's something to be said of when you are with a, just, you know, maybe one friend or you go with a group of friends to a concert. Mm-hmm. I like to uh, liken it to a, a jam band experience. People are probably rolling their eyes like, oh, come on, the sa- songs last 20 minutes long. Well, there's a reason why, like, people yeah. love the flow that. of energy. Yep. The flow of energy and, and just like the performer, the way they uh, um, um, play the music. Lose their mind and mm-hmm. get into their senses. Yep. They, they go crazy. You see them dance around, they spin around. It could even be something like uh, uh, classical music as well, too. So if, if, if they come and they see this whole orchestra and, and they walk away going like, oh, my God, that piece, quote, really moved me. Yes, that's exactly right. There's something to be said of the individual constituent elements of an orchestra, your strings, the timpanis, the brass, and the one individual trumpet, first trumpet, second trumpet, third trumpet, all, all the instruments, and all of them are out of by by itself it just sounds like okay i can identify that Mm -hmm. and then another one all right it's but then after a while it's like this it it you just hear it as an orchestra you hear a band as 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 a whole band Mm -hmm. and just that feeling just that energy that just that energy and the crowd goes crazy and you feel it in yourself and you walk away that was such an amazing concert if you were there by yourself you probably wouldn't have walked away thinking it was an amazing concert you walked away thinking it was an amazing concert because it was 50,000 other people all in tune with you. Yes, the collective vibration. Yes. So, Eki, this is phenomenal Mm. that you're breaking it down like this, Mm. and I'm so grateful that you're bringing it in via music because music is vibrational healing, and that's why I brought my my heart bowl today um, because I knew you would would resonate, pun intended. (laughs) So to be resonant, to be... um, It has to hit a certain frequency. Yes, did I tell you about my earth frequency flute? No. Well, okay, well, we'll come back to that one, too. My flute. Okay, I'll write it down. Um, and why? Because it's the earth. Um, so, so, when we talk about the mind and that we are not just our mind, we're not mm-hmm. limited to it, and if we are, good luck with that one because it will absolutely drive you insane. I will guarantee it 100% of the time because it is the nature of the mind. The mind cannot live without its... Um, 
balance and the balances of our wholeness. And we're so cut off from our wholeness because we're not taught it. We are taught the opposite. It's not reinforced and on and on. So unless you seek it and have a hunger for it, like mm-hmm. I am and, and a fierce one at that, um, you know, who's going to give it to you? You know, Joaquin, I keep using it as an example, but you know, he's lucky because his mom just gives it to him and mm-hmm. he's like, this is awesome. Uh, and it works for him. Different kid, maybe different. Um, I don't have that. I only have one. So, um, so music touches us on a level beyond our mind. And we are moved so mm-hmm. deeply. To be moved um, is to touch on our emotions. And so beyond uh, the borders of the mind, again, and to speak to uh, the spirit of our soul and, and the part of us that could be very ancient, understanding music in another language. Jazz in particularly really touches on that because it is so out of the box, mm-hmm. you know. And um, more of us need the medicine of our current a world is to touch to the healing arts, to mm-hmm. vibrational arts, to music, to art, to uh, move away from entertainment, everyone. <laughs> Run as fast as you can. No, really? I'm just kidding. Not about running. But, in, you know, it should never have happened the way it happened. The, the just, what, what, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go into the, sure. the ick, with the, the ick, the horror, the nightmare with the entertainment industry. Okay. Uh, we're right. we're no, going to no. shelf that for now. Sure. Um, not that I'm not um, more than willing to talk about it, but I want to stay with our with our current uh, jazz, our current um, um, riffing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to keep all my words in the music. So I'll say something. So I um, was always called to play the native flute. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I resisted the call. Long story short, it came to me a few years ago. She, Luna is her name. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a earth frequency flute. That means the artist who built her, tuned her to, I don't know if you know this, before our current musical frequency, mm-hmm. whatever the 432 hertz frequency, what is the frequency of music? There's there's a, a certain set frequency for us to understand music as we know it. The only thing that is popping into my head right now is that when I tune on my guitar yeah. tuner is what? 440 hertz. 440 hertz. For, okay. for low E, for whatever okay. reason so it is. So it's something like that. Music okay. people, you know, chat yes. us up. It's something like that, right? So my flute was is tuned to the earth frequency which Mm -hmm. is a little different which was the original frequency of all frequencies okay so when i play it and i play it in nature wild animals come to me Mm. bald eagle deer aquatic creatures come out of the water i'm not even kidding I usually don't talk about it because people are like, you're making this up. Does, does, does this help Mike out in his yes. hunting? Yes. So <laughs> He's like, oh back. yeah, play it. And then just, well, oh, yes. come, come, come yes. here, buddy. Yes, yes. Well, not at the time. <laughs> so actually, um, so I should finish our original conversation about being the wife of a bow hunter. That's so horrible. Sorry, I just got this horrible. Oh, this is beautiful music. Blam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mike. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm okay. glad, I'm glad right, that's look. giving you so much joy. No, 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 I'm, Stay I'm with it. I'm getting it out of my head. Yes. All right. Stay go with on. it. Sorry. Well, you know, I did say I wanted to speak to the bow hunting for a moment and to speak to the sort of what I always say is, you know, I'm a vegan at heart with the concept that I would never want to, you know, take a sentient being, um, in any way, shape or form. However, I'm also so connected to all the nations and all the creatures that I think that if you were to eat vegetables, it has got the same energy as if you were to eat an animal. Mm-hmm. Although the argument is, you know, animals have eyes and cute and consciousness. And so the long short is I've spent most of my life more vegan vegetarian, um, just by nature. And in the very long short of this moment that I want to share is that my body required more, um, young energy and I needed to start eating animal Mm -hmm. protein as I call it 
Uh, and so in short, my husband, as you'll have to find out from his podcast, his reasons for wanting to be a bow hunter, but in short is to say that if we're going to eat animals, we should be uh, take from our native traditions mm -hmm. to understand that it is a uh, sacred sacrifice. Yes. Um, and so you have been to our home and have yes. received the, mm -hmm. the deer meat venison that we have. Delicious. Um, yep. Yes, quite. And so the wife of a bow hunter where I was going an hour or so ago, I have no concept of time when we started, is to say that I get to spend, we spend as much time in nature as possible to begin with. But because he has to do so much scouting, mm -hmm. as he calls yes, it, yes. that I get to be mm -hmm. on all the scouting. So I do oh, my ritual. Eh, okay. It's all coming full circle. So I spend all this time with him and what happens is we go on these big long hikes to his places and then he goes off and does his thing and I go off and do my thing yay Amy's world so I get to play my native flute by myself tune into the energies all the elements and creatures come because mm -hmm. this flute is vibrating at a, at a frequency that they the creatures the earth creatures understand this is interesting this yeah. is fascinating so mm -hmm. we're usually on the Appalachian mountain line because we live in the east coast everyone okay. on this podcast we're calling out of uh, Essex County New Jersey mm-hmm we are still in Essex County, correct? Yes. yes. Um, and uh, the Delaware River is what runs north-south alongside the Appalachian Mountain Range. So we, along the Delaware River, for those that don't know, have a population of bald eagles and mature males mm. at that. And so this one, and I call in all kinds of creatures, great and small, and I don't want to start you know, mm -hmm. giving all the names, but I know for many, the, the bald eagle is quite a magnificent creature and they are. And this creature comes in. I call them in playing flute, starting to play vertically. I'm like, it's right overhead so much that they're <laughs> swooping in. They're so curious of yeah. what, who I am and what I'm doing. And I can see the whole bird, you know, turning its head, turning its head, eyeballs looking at me, circling, circling, like playing with me as I'm playing with it. And when it kind of gets its fill, it carries on and, and kind of, you know, flies off and it's just you know so profound or we'll be together and you know we'll do some scouting or we're just in nature in general and we'll inevitably at some point stop and have our blankie and lay down and have our whatever we feel like having at that time um and i'll be playing inevitably at some point and uh, a mama deer and her babies all of a sudden are like four feet away from us or we'll be in a body of water and i'm playing mm -hmm. to the water and all of a sudden bubbles start coming up and ripples and fish start jumping out of the water awesome. and i'm like michael's like dude it's totally your flute playing and i'm like maybe it's just a coincidence but or maybe there's sense of bow hunter around like everybody watch out nah <laughs> i i just got an image of you playing uh, the flute to get the the the, the bald, eagle, bald, bald eagle to fly over and i'm thinking is there anything more patriotic and all i can think I about is the ghost of Jimi hendrix coming out and playing the totally. star spangled banner along totally. with you <laughs> totally thank you Aki, for bringing that visualization yes. in yes mm -hmm. yes so you know again speaking with like how do we do this thing called life when yes. life can feel so intense right if you're following what's going on around the world it I'm no, assuming okay. she's got them. She's got them. Um, you know, it can feel so overwhelming. So mm -hmm. we need to do the things that fill us up. We need to fill our cup. Otherwise, we're depleted. And what are we offering anyone? Mm -hmm. So we went earlier about introvert, extrovert, and how we re-up our energy. Some people get filled by being extroverted, going out, being out, uh, filling their cup by, by, by the externals. And, you know, whatever is your thing, figure it out and mm -hmm. do it. And do it with some sense of passion and love and understanding that you're looking to fill your own cup, find your own balance, help to do that and be that for others. You know, we talk about parenting, you know, how to be the best parent, be real to yourself mm -hmm. and be that for your child. 
talk about your to everything with your child the good the bad the ugly and everything in between let them see your most deepest uh, wounds your vulnerabilities and your imperfections are your greatest gifts you know Joaquin is so used to like the sit down of like the story mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you a story and he's like hold on let me get a drink you know yeah. let me get a snack you know and he's into it and it's a story of of, of a hero sto- story or a journey or a heroine story about moving through adversity and what mm-hmm. it took and how to pull through and rise up so you know again and again our themes loop and loop and mm-hmm. loop um you wrote down um am i supposed to remind you on this one oh, right what now? was it <laughs> i'm like it seems a oh, little different right now gut, gut bacteria, bacteria. <laughs> no no we, let me let me bring up one point yeah. and then and then we can go right to in, into yeah. gut bacteria this is amazing stuff when you when you were bringing up your son and i have a question for you yeah. and this is inspired by what some advice that uh, one of our previous guests keon parker yes had uh had 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 given to warren on on his podcast he had actually said hey warren just you know your, your parents are uh, they love you just don't blame them like yeah when one just sometimes you're going to be on your own and you're going to have to you know mm-hmm. Don't you know? I think the message was, uh, don't don't hold your, your your parents at fault for that. But yeah. sometimes you're going to be on your own. You're going to have to handle everything yeah. on your own. So be be ready for that. Yeah. Do you have an example yeah. of? For sure. I mean, I mean, just the principle is to say, you know, uh, we are our children's first teacher. That's why I made that joke when someone's like, oh, you're not going to homeschool your kid, and I'm like, mm-hmm. he is ne- by nature your child. You're your child's first teacher. Um, but to also show that your child, to your child, that you are a human mm-hmm. and you were once a child and you had parents too, and you had your own adversities and hopefully you share them. And so to give your child the perspective that it's almost like this, do you, did you ever have that experience as a child when you were in school that you never thought your teachers like went home or had a family? Yeah. Like they just like the lived time. from the neck Pretty up behind their desk or something all the way up until junior, uh, junior high. Yeah. Okay, so that's like a distorted um, experience of a human, mm-hmm. right? A child with a teacher that sees the teacher as being sort of like, yeah, I, I see you got something in there, um, as, as being, you know, this sort of one-sided uh, 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 speaker. Like yes. they talk about X. It's my math teacher, I learned math. Mm-hmm. But do you know that they are a whole person and have a whole life? You didn't. But I'm here to say that, that there is a generation now, because my son tells me, of young educators, young male educators, mm-hmm. predominantly in their 30s. There's mm-hmm. a plug to all you awesome male educators in your 30s out there. You are doing a phenomenal service to our young people because they are whole, they are real, Mm-hmm. They are breaking it down, and these young students are seeing not what we saw, which was these like, do these people have lives outside of the classroom? So for us to break it down with our kids is to say, to be real. You know, mm-hmm. my story is a, is rather intense. You know, I'm here with my incredible husband, but as you may know, I was previously married and went through a really rough divorce, and mm-hmm. I was a single mom for many years before we met Michael and before we became the family that we are now. Yes. <laughs> um, we, uh, as we often say, he saved us and he says, you saved me. So we all saved each Aww. other. Um, and so, you know, to, to, for my son, you know, there was no way for me to hide much of what was going on in our lives. He was an infant and I had to tuck him under my wing and I had to be the fierce wild woman that I am because I was determined to not let circumstance change the, the outcome of our lives. Mm -hmm. I was not having been a woman who has endured much adversity from day one in my own life when the tables turn and, and things happen. And all of a sudden I found myself in a position of being a single mother. 
uh, shocking. I did not anticipate it, couldn't see it coming. It happened very fast. There was no way to change it. This is mm -hmm. just what it was. I don't need to get into the whole story for our purposes here. Um, and I just knew one thing, and that was I was committed to my child. Mm -hmm. I was responsible for bringing him into the world. I chose to bring him into the world. I focused all of my uh, power. Uh, I know you know the story. I, I know I told Jess' story. You know, I birthed him by myself. Mm -hmm because I didn't trust anybody else. Yep. And I knew what I needed to do. And I did the uh, ancient practice of, you know, birthing your own child, literally mm. manually mm -hmm. bringing him into this world. Uh, the most uh, powerful- Hard, The most hardcore thing ever. The most hardcore thing ever. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and so till this day, well, not to this day, I don't need to, but like as a child, he's a big man right now. He's six, <laughs> six something and change. And I don't know what he weighs. Maybe I can't even do it justice, but he's a big man right now. But mm -hmm. um, I knew I was committed to that child to make sure that I could do anything and everything I could do to keep uh, our path despite circumstance. So he, mm -hmm. so, so it was real. It was real when I said, I'm tired. Mm. It was real when I said, I need your help. Is really when I said, I'm sorry, I can't buy you that thing because mm. I don't have it. Mm -hmm. And so he grew up with this very real reality. And again, I think it has a lot to do with his nature. And the universe gave me a child with a very old, compassionate soul. Thank <laughs> all the spirit guides because I don't know what would happen if I had, uh, let's say, a younger evolutionarily speaking child that might not have understood and wanted the thing. Mm. When I said, I can't give you the thing. And my son was completely content with that. Mm. So, um, you know, my advice, give me a more specific question of an example. To give it to me again, an example. When he was on, when, when he was on his own and, and, and he, he, he didn't even throw any blame like, oh, like, where are you, mom or dad or anything? And he just handled it. What was, what was the one where you're like, he's got this as far as like he, he, he handled something just on his own. No problem. First thing mops in your head. You know, nothing's <coughs> popping in other than the fact that he, again and again, what pops in is how many conversations I've had where I'm like checking his state of being, where uh -huh. I'm kind of like, God, where is this kid? You know, like, yeah. like in, where is the state of, uh, state of awareness? You know, mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, I'll do my little, you know, ways in and conversation. And then when I, what I'll hear is always, um, in so many words, I know that he knows that I know that we know that like, we're good. We're good. Okay, cool. Um, so I can't give you a juicy. Sure. You might have to get, just keep asking me questions and something more like specific. No, and I'll funny let, I'll let happen, you chomp but, on that. I, um, I can get into gut bacteria. Because okay, it actually, such a funny topic. It jumps back to the point, because you, you threw the word, <clears throat> this is how far back it was. It was probably like an hour or so back uh, uh, of us being infinitesimal. Is that yes, the word? Infinitesimal. You, infinitesimal. And, uh, and that was referring to our planet mm -hmm. in the universe or multiverse that I prefer to call it. And, and so I'm going to flip it like the other way around because yeah, I, heard that I, yeah. I, I heard it recently of um, it was uh, an interview on, on, on Joe Rogan's podcast where he was talking to Chris Kressler and they talked about gut bacteria mm -hmm. or basically your gut is mm -hmm. is is the, the best analogy that mm -hmm. they were using. It's like a tunnel under the river, mm -hmm. like the, the Lincoln and the Holland tunnel. Oh, that's your that's your gut right now. They're about All to the bacteria. Right, all the all the bacteria mm -hmm. are are like the cars that move mm -hmm. through. <clears throat> mm -hmm. They brought up an interesting point where you, we think that we are the masters of our own domain as far as humans, just mm -hmm. as like mm -hmm. the species. Mm -hmm. They brought up toxoplasmosis. Mm -hmm. 
And the way toxoplasmosis, uh, it, it is present. Let me see if I, if, if I get this right. It is present in like, uh, rodent, like rat feces mm -hmm, or something. Mm -hmm. And, um, it reproduces in a cat's gut. Yep. And what toxoplasmosis does is that it makes these, 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 <clears throat> these rats insanely attracted to, or at least lowers their defense mechanisms to cat urine. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like this weird mm -hmm. thing where, yeah, it reproduces in the cat's gut and it gets these, these rats like close to them. So then the, the cats could eat, yeah. but then, you know, so the, uh, the analogy that, that that's made here is that we, we think that, okay, we're infant, uh, Tessimal. Thank you. Try that new word on mm -hmm. for a while. That we're 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 so small as far as like the planet Earth or just us mm -hmm. in the vastness of mm -hmm. the universe. Mm -hmm. There are trillions of gut bacteria inside you that outnumber you. Mm -hmm. That outnumber us. Oh yeah. What and and here's the thing that they, they flipped around. It goes. What if we are just really fancy vehicles? for that bacteria yeah, yeah what if they're their own world their own yeah, universe yeah, inside you yeah, in, in the gut yeah right yeah and the makeup of it is is hey we want you to be uh, a little healthier so we can get you know uh this specific uh flora or gut bacteria so you can um so you become vegan so we can uh this certain class of let's say motorists in that Lincoln Tunnel yeah. can survive. Yeah. Oh, we want to get another class of motorists that thrive on meat to survive. So eat some more meat. Mm -hmm. So what mm -hmm. if we, it's kind of like a little bit like Men in Black. I don't know if you ever saw yeah. that movie where like the little guy's like operating the huge, you know. Yeah. So. so, well, I love that you brought that up because the way that we're looking at ourselves as humans on the planet, in the, in the perspective of the great growing, ever expanding as we speak, mm -hmm. the multiverses are expanding as mm -hmm. we speak. As we speak, as we speak, <laughs> that's pretty deep to just ponder at this moment. Recursion. And that we're hurling through space, yep. by the way. Yes. We are hurling. We are hurling. <laughs> I'm getting a little batty. But the idea is gut bacteria and everything else inside us mm -hmm. is just like the, um, you know, beyond our comprehension world of the outer uh, mm -hmm. dimensions of our, our, our galaxies and beyond are inside us. So there's a way um, to look um, you know, from our eyes outward, out, yes. out, 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 and mm. also go inside us, go in, 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 in. And on an energetic level, and again, why I have these elements with us at the table, this is what all of creation energy is made of. And mm -hmm. that is what is in us. That is what we are. And that is what everything is. And so it is uh, fascinating to go deep within us and to think about our inner workings. Like, do you think when to, while you're sleeping to pump your heart and to breathe mm. and to digest? Do you think about the, the infinite uh, gut bacterias doing their dance and, you know, and on and on. And so he talked about meat eaters and plant eaters and, you know, all of this. And it, it's all very different. And I know when I had to start, I had major medical imbalances being a vegetarian and vegan for, mm -hmm. for many years. And it was getting worse. And I was like, the, you know, finally I realized I, for many different people, I needed to, to eat meat. And my stomach, my gut bacteria couldn't do it. I couldn't break it down. First of all, psychologically, I couldn't do it for a while. I had to like trick myself. But my inner body, my inner universe mm -hmm. couldn't even receive the, it didn't know how to break it down. I no yep. longer produce the the particular acids in my gut and that took and then I had to go through a whole other thing to, yep. to make that happen and now for many years now I've been uh, top notch in my my inner body balance and my diet and and such that's great one less thing I have to be worrying about 
it would just be funny if like the the, the gut bacteria inside you were like you know what we're tired of you always going to burger king go to whole foods yeah. and they just drive you for yeah. whatever reason yeah. go yeah. to whole foods yeah i mean you know and then what you're speaking mm. just the, just that comment makes me speak to you know when our body really is telling us about mm. its likes and dislikes yep because you know if we're talking about for example spirituality on some level today we're talking about yes. existence um and the philosophies but our body is our own temple and if we're having a war in our in our, in our inner body in our inner life you know good luck trying to to make anything feel um quiet amidst a storm so if your stomach is raging that's something you got to be with you mm. got to work with that whether it's raging because you ate i don't know what that doesn't work for you <laughs> or it's raging because it has something to say Yes. Maybe it doesn't like what's going on in the politics or in entertainment, and it's got some things it needs to uh, express. Mm. You know, so there's ways that we can touch on on, on all of that. Yes. Um, you know how the body speaks to us because our body is, um, you know, how do you say a, a place to hold the the bacteria that they're, you know, um, yep. and um, you know, there's just so many uh, interpretations of that. And yep. going back to this question of, you know. Why do we have a body? What is our responsibility to it? Mm -hmm. So much of my work as a, as you quoted, you know, I'm a wise woman, a teacher, a healer, a mm -hmm. uh, women's empowerment leader, mm -hmm. um, you know, and that's to say that we have to access and address all of it. We have to address our body, our mind, our spirit, and on and on. Um, we can't do this work while our body's falling, falling apart, or we can't do this work all of body, but none of heart or mind. What's coming up for you? Oh, it was, it was one of the, the, like, if you talk about, you know, with the, the self-ownership, it was one of like my uh, recent things when I check in on myself as far as like goals. One of the top priority goals is just myself as far as just health, mm -hmm. physical being. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> can't fight, you know, uh, or can't fight anything or can't fight the big evil if you're dead, you know. Totally. So. Totally. You know, and it, and it requires so much um, vigilance, you know, and everyone to each their own. But for some people, it takes a lot of time to take care of their body. Some of their bodies require a lot. It's interesting. Well, it. As as I said, it, it was one of those things where I had to prioritize it, mm -hmm. and and I've I've watched uh, documentaries where there was one called uh, "Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead." Yes, that was the one on. Uh, mm -hmm. Did you see that one? I know of it because I it don't was, need to sit through it, but it I know was, it. It was about juicing, well. and in the beginning, he talked about how uh, just like the priority of like what people do, where it's like work, something, yes. something else, yes. entertainment, and then like sleep, and then like your health is like oh, at the bottom. God. And so when that happens, I, I know you're making that face. Yeah. But it's just kind of like um, when you were harking back uh, in the beginning of the podcast of just kind of like how humans have changed from where the originally standpoint was, is that here the priorities have shifted to the J-O-B. Yeah. Do this first, do mm -hmm. this first. And mm -hmm. then the last thing, you know, it, mm -hmm. it could be seen in the simple thing as like, quote, the 40-hour work week. Right. It's just like, right. oh, work eight hours a day. Have only like this much. Barely have any time to get yourself a good home-cooked meal. Barely any time to get that full, whatever, eight hours plus yeah. of yeah. sleep that is recommended. And yeah. then do it all over yeah. again. Yeah. Two weeks of vacation. That's yeah. all you get. Yeah. So... I mean, Eki, I'm so glad you spelled it out like that. So, you know, for all of us to to really have a moment of looking at that, like, 
is this what we're going to receive? Like, are we going to take it like that we're being fed this, that this is what we're so-called lives are or so-called success is like, wake up. This is not it. And you might outwardly keep this up. Like at this moment, we're like, don't go quit your job, but yeah. you know, but, but rearrange it in your perspective to understand that the most important thing we can all do mm -hmm. is to start from the basics. Yes. The basics of our fundamental mm -hmm. beating hearts, pulsing blood, watery, fiery, mm -hmm. and on and on, um, to take care of our bodies, wh whether that is for you, you, you know, what you put in, mm -hmm. uh, how you rest, how you exercise, how you connect with nature to restore you. And, you know, yes, we may still need to show up to whatever this so-called J-O-B is and make a means to an end and, and have the gratitude for the time that we put in and the gratitude that this uh, can provide and this system, this monetary system that is so flawed. I mean, it's just flawed beyond, beyond, yes. beyond. But I can't change it today. Yep. Um, but I can do my part to wake people up, mm -hmm. to get that perspective, um, to wake up the younger generation so it's not they don't wake up to it in their 40s and say, well, I never consider this mm -hmm. you know why i've been buying this bullshit all along excuse me everyone yes. um why have i why am i led to believe that this is a concept of, of of existence and life and reality you grow up you go to school you get a job you get a partner you get a house you get a car you know get out of the box people you know get it's a pretty some, good summary that you did there yeah i yeah. could do this all day long you know <laughs> and it's you got to break it down you got to deconstruct yep. it you got to look at what it is that you're doing and you might not change much outwardly and mm -hmm. you don't necessarily need to i'm not suggesting in any way, but I'm suggesting that you consider going deeper to figure out, you know, really that rearrange. Do I really need to turn my phone on first in the morning? Or can I take time to sit with self-reflection? How am I today? You know, I'm laughing. I'm looking at my note because you said, don't let me forget. I wrote down gut bacteria. No, it's like, how's my gut bacteria today? <laughs> How is my place in the world in the uh, entire universe that this morning, um, my, my sweetie, is he over there? Is he laying yes. down? Um, mentioned that we found some other mass in our, in our galaxy that's 13 times bigger than Jupiter, but we're not sure what it is. You mm -hmm. know, this is like, uh-huh. And what else are we going to know that like, didn't you know there's so much that you don't know? And that is working on us in all these wild ways. So if we can, as young people, you know, their lives are not at the extension of what is being fed to us. Mm -hmm. Who's controlling us? Who's conditioning us? Who's, you know, be careful. Be yep. careful, everyone. So, you know, again, dear, par dear Warren, you know, just this giving this context of young people. So you can have the thing. You can plug in. But then plug into something else, plug into your inner guidance, plug into the voice within that for so many of us has gotten so quiet mm -hmm. that we don't hear it anymore. And then we're reacting for all these other puppeteers that are pulling on us. Mm -hmm. Only self can move those strings. I really, with the capital S, I really like that you prefaced that all that wonderful advice with don't quit your job right now. Right. It can be really <laughs> it's like, it's scary. Like, dude, dude, no, no, no. That's not what we meant. No, 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 right. no. I remember uh, um, I, I, I looked at the movie forms after that movie Avatar came out. Yeah. Some people were so deeply moved by it. They're like, oh, I, I really, uh, they started in, in, you know, getting a little bit of introspection mm -hmm. into their lives. And, and one person was like, oh, yeah, I think I should quit my job of this high pay. And everyone was like, whoa, dude, right. dude, just, you know, do something simple. And he's like, okay, you talked me off the ledge. Yeah. Goes, this weekend I got myself a hammock. So, right. You, you know what I mean? I like, love that. A, a little, a little thing. Yes. You don't need, yes. you know, you, yeah. you, you know, your, as you said, know your thyself. Mm-hmm. 
that yeah a lot it, it doesn't mean you quit your right. quote high paying corporate job or anything of that sort you still you know as as i was mentioning before do something where where if if, if it helps you move away from suffering it doesn't you know, make anyone else suffer. Right, right, right. Because obviously if you quit your job right now, yeah, you'll be fine. But then everyone else that depended on you yes. are kind of screwed. Yes, so. yes. So the mindfulness of our place in it all, well well mm-hmm. shared, Eki, you know, and it makes sense. You know, again, if we're, you know, we're giving up our precious Sunday to be here in some way, to be an inspiration, to be enriching, to, to open up perspectives that you may not have considered otherwise. But mm-hmm. to, you know, right now in our own lives, to ever to look, what is the, the, the one, the tiny thing I can do today in this moment, as you're listening to this, hopefully, you know, that's going to increase your pleasure. Yes. Because if you are happier, you and every, everybody... That's going to have a ripple effect to everyone and everything you come into contact with. But the happiness that I'm talking about is, is in a pure, rooted sense. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about uh, superficial happiness that can be taken away. We're talking about touching the happiness that is unshaken by any circumstance. And with this happiness that you, you are bringing across, the only thing that can come to, to my mind that you had touched upon a little bit in, in, in the middle of the podcast. And you also started talking a little bit just, just now as far as with social media and, and, and current technology. I remember in one of your other videos mm-hmm. is that you you actually were exploring different av- different avenues of technology. And I hope this one is... is a, I enjoy this particular avenue yeah. because it's old school, because it's not, you know, like, oh, you need a, a hundred... Well, there are right. a lot of gadgets around here, <laughs> but it's... But what do you do? You're just talking. Yeah. You're having, you're having a great discussion. You don't have yeah. to like move a bunch or play with the joysticks with your feet or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. So what have you found, if you'd like mm-hmm. to, to get into it, as far as your your attempted deep dive or your, or your actual deep dive yeah. into current technology or social media? Yeah. Thank you, Eki. Thank you. So I'll tell you something funny. I never touched the technological world or social media until... I don't know, I guess a decade-ish ago that someone said, look, you have to get your business online. So I had my business, you know, tw- 2018 marks my 20th year. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty phenomenal, I think, just to celebrate that 20 years of my own. Yes. Thank you. As my own businesswoman running a healing arts practice that despite it all and, and having a child and going through divorce and being a single mom and having to hustle and do it all and finding my knight in shining armor over there. Where is he? He's right there on the couch. I can't see. I see his feet. Um <laughs> Um, (laughs) I lost, I went, I got too expansive. I lost my thought. So, 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 um, diving into diving. Okay. So technology. So, so my business Mm -hmm. was always, um, successfully buoyed via word of mouth. So I was like, great. I never need to touch social media, uh, (laughs) electronic, you know, forms of business. Yep. So anyway, long story short, decade ago, I, I joined Facebook, right? So that was yes. like the first. And I was only using it, you know, a little bit just to help promote. You know, you know what's crazy? What? I joined Facebook, I, I believe, later than you, by a good margin as well, too. I haven't been on Facebook that long. All Maybe right. about a year or two after you, you, okay. you were on. Okay. We could both look and at like I'm when we started. I'm a tech person. But okay. anyway, go on. Okay. I have my different reasons for not joining, but go on. Okay. So at the time, I was told Facebook was where it would be to promote my business. So I did that. Um, <laughs> and then I realized that it like was more personal and it wasn't supposed to be so businessy. Anyway, I got my, you know, my websites up or my other electronic versions of my business. And I had built on my own, believe it or not, I, because I'm so hard headed about a lot of things, Mm. I self-taught myself how to build. I think I'm in like my fourth generation website. Nice. 
which is insane. I should have just, I didn't have the means. I couldn't <laughs> afford to get hire someone. So I always had to build it my freaking self and make yep. a lot of mistakes along the way. So what else is new? Welcome to me. That's, doing a, that's a kudos myself. to you. Oh man. That's, especially my back eyes, then. Oh, hold Compare, back compared then? to people think like now, Oh, what? It's so easy to design a site, dude. The, no, the tools that no, you've got now, no. you just like click one thing. It's like, boom. No, no, that's they not didn't have how that I, back yeah. then. No, 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 no. And then I have other issues. This will be a way too long podcast, but I have something called no such o- thing. ocular convergence insufficiency. So my eyeballs, it's a very technical term. My eyes don't see the way other people see. Mm-hmm. So when I'm on screens, it is extra challenging for my eyes to do what other people see. I don't see it. So in, as a result, um, I have a lot of uh, eye fatigue and frustration. Okay. So I really just can't be on freaking screens is my point. So long story short, despite my ocular conversion insufficiency issues, uh, I um, built my damn website, got on Facebook, and most recently was told to get on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And now one of the things, I don't know if you know this, my previous life, so I said I'm 20 years as, as a healer and a teacher, mm-hmm. um, but my previous life, I was a visual artist and I was quite a prodigy and had an identity as a New York City showing gallery artist. It was my life. I went to art school. I was always a, a child visual art prodigy. I got all kinds of scholarships to go to art schools in New York City, and that was my identity. I was a mm-hmm. visual artist. I was a very deep visual artist making very complicated work where people would look and like their heads would spin like they didn't mm-hmm. even know what they're looking at. You know, it was like, you know, I've had questions like, yes, but, but why? Mm-hmm. What is that? I'm like, that's my inner life. That's my interpretation of the world. That's what Mm -hmm. I'm moving through. So anyway, things in my life shifted that I moved from the the visual arts to the healing arts. But back to technology. So the thing about Instagram that that lit me up initially was like, oh, it's like photo heavy. That's like a a kind of a nod to my my previous life. Now, I'll also tell you one of the reasons why I moved away from the visual arts is was the turn of the digital era, that I'm an old school trained photographer. We're talking original cameras, original developing film, (coughs) original developing paper, um, nothing digital. Mm -hmm. And then when I saw the digital world, my head spin, I said, this is just a different animal. I'm Mm. out. Mm. And uh, when Instagram came, I said, I cannot believe that people could click and make an image that looks like what I spent six weeks in a dark room trying to produce a one of a kind. They can get it as a result of one click on freaking Instagram. And teenagers are like making art out of their mm. whatever lives. But anyway, with um, some guidance, I was told to to have a public business Instagram page and some people explain to me what hashtags are as keywords that could bring in and lo and behold all of a sudden I have an online presence yes it's like a freaking miracle for me in Amy's <laughs> world who would rather be serenading eagles on the river than mm-hmm. sitting in front of a screen so one of the other things that has happened to me over my almost 20 years of working is that I needed to access the international community. And, and, and something that was important to me, the way I grew up, my parents, immigrants uh, from Eastern European countries coming to New York, and the college that I went to as an international school is always with international people. And so I was feeling, living in Essex County, uh, um, satisfied with my local international folk, but also a feeling of a, a limit geographically of only working with the people in my area. So people said, if you go online, you can start to work virtually and you can work mm. with people all over the world. So low and behold, last few years, I've been working virtually, which just sounds so funny for me and where I come from, with women all over the world, different time zones, and we're tuning in. And so, 
you know, for me to be on this mic initially years ago would have been terrifying. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm like, I'm on headphones and mics every day now. So this is like really at home for me. Mm-hmm. And then some of the videos. Okay, so how I got to videos. So, so in these years of trying to get my business online, one of the things I was doing was your classic newsletter where I'd write, you know, something. Now, while I think the written word is gorgeous and while I do have some relative talent there, it is not my go-to medium and it takes me way too long. Mm-hmm. And I also feel very limited by language. Um, you know, and the English language at that. And I don't even relate to, while that's technically my first native language, I Mm -hmm. very much connect to a language that is beyond language. Mm -hmm. So I feel very like an alien trying to like, you know, squeak into like the American English language. It feels very foreign and it feels very limiting. So for years I've been writing about my business and trying to do your due diligence as a businesswoman and market and advertise. And I'm like, what? This is why Jess and I have had some pretty intense conversations about marketing and advertising. (laughs) it's like I don't get it I'm just really good at what I do and why do I have to now explain what I do to others and then put it in a way that then that as a result has them coming to me Mm -hmm. so so long story short I've been writing these newsletters at you know I have a nice uh, mailing list or whatever but I don't feel that that it's really becoming anything it's not it's not growing it's not doing what I want it to do so in my virtual work, often it's sitting on a screen with a camera and a mic and having these one-on-one healing sessions, or I'm leading groups of women, which would be like, a, if we were in physical space, we'd all be sitting in a circle and having a women's circle, but virtually we're all like little square heads, you know, like the little <laughs> yep. you know, grid of heads and it's fabulous. And I'm, I'm, I record all my work, and when I do one-on-one healing sessions, part of their, you know, sort of their goodie bag after the session is I send them back a kind of healing protocol, let's say, and they get the video, the recording. So I start to see myself recording, and I'm like watching this creature, looking at myself, outside myself, and I'm like, there you are. Mm. You're clear. You're speaking mm. exactly and, and, and sharing exactly from the place of your truest orientation so speech so speak speak and and maybe the visual whether it needs to be visual or not Mm -hmm. but being i realize that i speak live every day Mm -hmm. so the concept of you know some people say they'd be terrified versus a written word that you can edit a million times before you share it the live what we're doing right now is is really it's what i do every day i teach every single day Mm -hmm. i guide i lead every day you know in some form i'm speaking raw I, even if I fumble, I correct it at the moment. Whoop-de-doo. Yep. Um, so, so technologically for me, I think I've had a lifetime of healing in a very short period of time <laughs> that I now have not only moved away from all my written words, but I'm making tr- or attempting to, to make these little videos, uh, show the world at least a, a snippet of who I am and what I do. I'm even moving away from even trying to so-called market or sell it because I'm not interested in converting anyone. I want to talk to the converted. I want to talk to people who are lit up by just seeing me being me. Mm-hmm. Because very much about, you know, my brand is me. And that's so weird, first of all, to have your brand be you. I'm not selling shoes. I'm selling mm-hmm. something about me that I could potentially help you with something about you. So I realize that my edge that is most comfortable is me being the most unedited, the most unpolished, the most unrefined, 
uh, version, it's also very sustainable because mm-hmm. I don't have the time to sit and make these super fancy newsletters that have words that potentially convert you. And I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. So I make little videos and then I started the sister series, which is bringing sisters on much like this feels to have raw, real and wild conversations in the attempt to light people up, to move people forward, whether they never co- talk to me or they say, not only have you lit me up and, and helped me, you know, think about some of these things, but I'd love to come to your circles or, you know, get some one-on-one healing sessions or whatever the heck they want. So how's that sound? So I've, 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 I've embraced the electronic mm-hmm. world as much as I, uh, as much as I have. And I'm just, uh, I'll also say that, I don't um, engage with electronics beyond that. Yes. So I don't like hang out in any sort of social media. I just mm-hmm. like do my thing. I post and then I sign out. That's Agreed. I'm done. Okay. Um, Understood. Go ahead. Ask me more. The one uh, question, two, two of them. One was, uh, have you tried now that you're hearing the, the podcast medium? Did you ever give a, a thought to that? Uh, no, but maybe you will light me up to it. I mean, you know, I've only you, listened to a few. And the mm-hmm. other thing is I'm so like removed from pop culture in general. <laughs> like I'm so unplugged in general. So like I know what podcasts are and I have yes. listened to a few uh, podcasts well, that are well, spiritually fair, minded. It's, it's, it's on a rise now. So you're not, yes. in, you're not in anything where it's like, oh, this has been, it has been around quote oh. forever, but as far as like the actual like momentum, the momentum it's, of it, it's, it's still it's, on the rise. We're in it. Like, we're in it. Yeah. So. And you had brought something else out to, yeah. uh, to where you said, oh, I'm afraid like people would tune out. See, this is the way back. Yeah. The fun thing about it is, is that I've gotten feedback of like when people listen to the podcast, they'll listen to it while they're cooking. They'll listen yes. to it while on, a, on a commute to work. They'll yes. listen to it while they're doing chores around the house. Yes. And essentially they put it on as like background music. Right. So you don't have to worry about like, oh, are people going to tune out? People will tune out even on the most like deep points. And they'll, they'll be like, wait, what? Oh, okay. Well, I got to come back to that as they chop like, you know, they finish chopping celery so or something. So help me understand so, that because that wigs me out. I got to like, I need, okay, I'll explain why. So my work and, mm-hmm. and, is, and the philosophies that I practice are mm-hmm. all about single pointed focus. Yes. Moving away from multitasking. Mm-hmm. So I could never do two things at once. <sighs> I got gotcha. I cannot even, much less, this is a mm-hmm. whole other subject. I don't drive. You know that. And mm-hmm. that's why Michael's with me. Because, mm-hmm. all right, it's a whole other subject. I couldn't, if I'm driving, I can't listen to something at the same time. I got gotcha. you. I can't listen to something. Even when I teach, I, I play background music. But it's, mm-hmm. it can't have words. Understand. Wow, that's the same with me when I have to like, do programming. Yeah. I, I totally, I can't use lyrics. Yeah. I can't have lyrics. Yes. I got to have like techno music or something. Yeah, something. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> it's like, is he, is he, is he in the middle of a Hollister or is he programming? Yeah. Uh, I'm programming. Yeah. So, so, so it wigs me out mm. that weird word, but um, what does that mean? It's like, I'm wondering where does this podcast go? Because yes. I understand long form and I totally mm-hmm. um, respect it. And that's why I'm yeah. doing it. Um, when I have done videos of one minute, five minute, but once I got into 20 minute videos, I noticed people said they, ha- they couldn't um, listen. They couldn't, um, uh, they couldn't hang. So if people are listening to us while mm-hmm. they're doing other things, yes. are we, what are, what are, what purpose are we serving? They, here's, here's another thing that's going to freak you out as well too. The other thing you can do with podcasts as you listen, they can listen to us on double speed. So they can listen to Dear a two hour God. podcast in one hour, but people have done that with, they do it so they're able to like consume even more. So do so our voices can, get weird and all high pitching? Almost, almost like chip monkey. Like, <gasps> <laughs> 
I'm so freaked out. Some people are great at like they they are able to listen to like five podcasts like it, it like daily. And I'm just oh like, how do you, I go? How do you do that? I can only listen to like one, barely one. Oh, I listen to it on double speed. That's dude. And that's insane. They're 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 ex. Well, I hope people. If you're the out there, way, you need to call me. You need a consultation <laughs> the immediately. Be- <laughs> the best way to describe it is that. Um, um, I know, as you said, you're not a multitasker. A lot of listeners are. Yeah. So you can probably get your message out. The thing, the, the difference between doing a video versus yes. a, 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 a podcast. podcast is that video is that a lot of times, especially if you have a lot of visual base, you know, yeah. if you have graphics or, or, mm-hmm. or you need to like uh, have something that they need to see, mm-hmm. they have to look at it pretty much as if it was like a TV program okay. where they would have to sit down and be fully right. uh, in, engaged and if you have a, a topic that you really need to present to them yeah. in, in that manner uh, by all means do it but if you have something where you really want to share like a, a point where it's like i think i'm going to do this for like a while right like really go on yeah i think it would be great as a, as, as a podcast form because give it a go. the other thing is that just like with a video it's on demand as well too just boop you'll help me out yeah I can you know, the video that I did, this is awesome, Eki, uh-huh. um, the video that I have done with the sister series, it's like plop that little lens right in front of us and we're just sitting there. So my thought was, if you want to look at us, here we are. It's kind of like uh-huh. Jess takes a picture of us just so they know a little bit about what the scene is. Uh-huh. Um, but you you don't have to watch. Like, it's like, you know, so far it's like the video is there because I think for the work that I do, people, it seems that people want to see me, yes. to get to know me, to have a sense for mm-hmm. me. So that's why I chose the vid- visual. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the nature of what I've done so far in my videos is you don't have to watch. You can, you know, it's on YouTube, amywhitmire.com on YouTube, Honor Your Wild Heart, mm-hmm. Sister Series. There's only one up so far because I ran into all kinds of editing <laughs> snags that I said I'm never going to edit. And then I realized, oh God, I really need to learn how to edit because mm-hmm. I have so, some really good videos that I can't throw out just because there was one piece that wasn't good. Yep. So maybe in the new year when sure. I have more time, I'll learn to edit videos simply. But, you know, it's this idea that it could be, be there and you can listen to it and you don't have to see it. But if you want to look like, who is this person look like, you know, mm-hmm. there you are. So that was a little bit about how I got to it that depends on how It depends on how you want to pre- present your yes, idea. Yes. So that, that, that was that was the thing that, that Justin and I kind of decided on. I also kind of like it just knowing, hey, you know, you don't have, I don't have to... You don't have as, to do as, your you hair. Said, as you said, you 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 admired the the Star Wars T-shirt, yes. you know, as opposed to oh, I always have to, as you said, uh, keep uh, up w- with with the hair. Yeah, keep up with the hair. You've actually gone over two hours, dude. Are you serious? Yeah. All right. Do I get an award? Just you get kidding. you. It's you. are almost up there. Uh, if you do another five, you t- you tie what me and Jess uh, did with like oh doing my a God. wrestling show. I'll or let whatever, you two be but. the tops. We can wrap, <laughs> dude. This is just a dream come true, really, to bring in again. Plug the, whatever else you need to. Just the the, the the celebration of brotherhood and sisterhood. I mean, I really can't say it any other way. You know, I mean, it might sound stupid to keep reiterating. We're wrapping, Jess. We're at the end. Warren, you can have your daddy back, <laughs> um, and and my hubby and I can can roll out. Um, is to say that we're all, you know, uh, we're breathing the same air. We're under the same sun, under the same moon. We bleed the same blood. 
we have dogs that bark <laughs> and you know we need to come together and we need to find our commonalities and not our differences and we need to heal and we need to lay our obstacles down and and rise up and take back our power and you know find our joy find our pleasure find our purpose uh, in, uh, from the inside out to practice what my mo- my son says you know 4H you know happy healthy hydrated and holy uh, and you know to keep that attunement uh, for all of us at whatever age we are and for our young people and our younger generations because you know we're speaking of technology my god these babes you know again I finished college without a cell phone <laughs> so my formative years were without this technological connection mm-hmm. our young people are being born with technology they don't remember unless they can access it a time without hi sweetie he's waving to me <laughs> Warren can we squeak you on the mic or that's for a different show that's for a different um, show probably. so so that's the essence the mm-hmm. essence is um you know that could probably be for when you come back on again we can go deep into that sure as far as the transition from the non-digital age into it yeah but and please, to not lose it, it. I yeah. think you summed it up way better than I could as far as that that last uh, wonderful final message. And I want to thank you again for being here. Amy Whitmire, everybody. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you. You can find me, amywhitmire.com. Super easy. A-M-Y-W-I-T-M-Y-E-R. My husband's awesome name. I'm, I'm honored to have it. And uh, Icky, you're awesome. And I'm thank grateful you. to call you my brother and my sister over there, my jiu-jitsu family. Thank you all for listening. Until next time. Thank you so much, everybody. <laughs>